What if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone. Simple, beautiful fish. Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the Video Cult. The World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, Rick! How are you jockasses doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready to rip. You know I'm it. I'm ready to rip too, bud. Yeah, ready to rip, yeah. ready to drop a shaka and, and get your life back. Like right. get get your energy meter up by going like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like most of the films that we've done, it was very excited to talk about this. It's been on a list uh since the beginning, uh, and I'm glad we've finally gotten around to it. Um I had uh heard of it through just you know other podcasts i remember seeing the dvd around there was a weird period there when zellers was still a thing before they had their like you know reboot zellers or whatever uh and there was a section of dvds of uh specifically hulk hogan (laughs) movies so it was like suburban commando this mr nanny and then there was a tv show he had for a very brief time called like thunder in paradise or something like that. And people, they had like cut together like longer episodes into like a movie. Uh, but yeah, that was sort of like, it was sort of this uh, thing. It was around, you know, and then eventually they had like kind of a, a big DVD release again in the two thousands. Uh, and uh, I finally watched it and my life was better for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like what I remember from like Hulk Hogan is I remember his his daughter Brooke Hogan had a TV show for like I can't remember but it was like two well, the, like, was it not just the show with all of them because there was Hogan Knows Best or did she have her own show I think that might have been Hogan Knows Best I don't know but it was she was like the focus of the TV show could like have been she, after. yeah it could have been could have been after one second um, look, look it up. Oh, it's um, Brooke knows best. Brooke knows best. Okay, so yeah, oh, okay. so it would have been like off. the one that came after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but um, yeah, what? Uh, so yeah, I sort of kind of knew this. We'll get into what I knew of Hulk Hogan and wrestling as as well. But uh, Nathan, you had seen this movie before too, and I did. I did. I watched this a few years back, and this is one that it it often makes bad movie lists on imdb or rotten tomatoes or those kind of things those clickbait articles and it looked like a lot of fun so i I watched a few years ago had a lot of fun with it and (laughs) i think he enjoyed it even more on second viewing uh to to do this and yeah as a as a kid i grew up kind of the tail end of of hulkamania i was born in 87 and so I, i was kind of cognizant of of wrestling by the time I was about five or six years old. So kind of like 93, 94. And for me, I wasn't super interested. And, and you know, I wasn't old enough that I'd stay up to, I could stay up to watch wrestling and I probably wouldn't have been allowed to. But uh, what I could do was play with all the sweet wrestling toys because there oh, was yeah. some great, yeah. and like it was a cool era in wrestling too, right? So you, you like, I my favorite was always The Undertaker because I always liked spooky things and, and <laughs> like I was just like, oh yeah, like he can't die. He's he's so cool, man. <coughs> and uh, 
I had a WWF uh, wrestling ring and a bunch of the the guys. And I didn't know who half of them were, but I would make them do Royal Rumbles all the goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. It was the best. There was also a really, really good wrestling game that came out for the uh, Super Nintendo and the, the Genesis. That was, I think it was just called like Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was, it was either a, the royal rumble or the wrestlemania one yeah i can't like remember which the, one it was the big one that was really good but it was so so good i remember playing that a bunch uh with another kid in the building who who had it yeah nice. so i got a lot of like kind of fond memories about sort of this era of wrestling so it, it's it's nice for that and this movie is so utterly insane that it's just you oh, it's, you can't not have fun with this yeah it's bonkers um <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, Gabby. I guess yeah. Why don't we, I mean, you, you kicked us off there? Let's uh, continue on with that. Like, what's uh, your kind of relationship with wrestling, uh, and maybe wrestling of this era, wrestling from what, whatever your knowledge of it is. Uh, so I kind of like never really grew up with wrestling. It's sort of something that like I'll catch a peek of, like every like once and again. Like I, I'm sure I would love it. It's like basically like. Uh, you know, um, soap operas, but in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it is. It's an yeah. action. It's an action soap opera, is what it is. Yeah, and it's really it's a lot of fun. I I really enjoy wrestling, but I didn't get into it until much later. Yeah, um, I do remember. Um, I knew this kid, him and I. We would always play like the WrestleMania. I think for like the PlayStation One or two, mm. <clears throat> and stuff like that. But that's. I'm sort of like a I, I going into this movie. I knew didn't really know anything about wrestling, and I can assure you, you don't know anymore because it's kind <laughs> no, of it's no. weirdly separated from what wrestling yeah. was at the time. Uh, and and we'll get into it, but it's yeah, it's a weird oddity to. Yeah, um, and the thing is, I was wondering, like, was there like any problems with steroids? Yes, yeah. there was oh, a yeah. massive yeah. steroid I, scandal. I kind it, of the the, the the United States versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> the, yeah. It was a huge trial. It was crazy. Because yeah. like, there's also like, um, this wrestler who also like, let's see, rest. Um, give me one second. Like, I I knew of this like true crime sort of deal. Of like uh, oh Chris Benoit Chris Benoit who like killed his family and yeah there's a if you've ever you should watch um you don't have to watch every episode but you can kind of pick and choose which ones Dark Side of the Ring oh there's yes, a, yes there's a two parter about that that's pretty heartbreaking because mm-hmm. he killed his his son from his second wife and his second wife yeah and like his he had a uh a son who was older than that kid. Yeah. who is still alive now and he's in it uh yeah. quite a bit and yeah. it's uh it's it's pretty upsetting but yeah he i mean that guy just had so many concussions he went nuts it was like, yeah it, it's 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 wild it also like kind of like pulls it to like the the dangerous side of sports mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it's yeah cte uh is the condition and it's yeah football has it anything that's like heavy just smashing your head yeah, around <laughs> Contact yeah. sports really, really get it the worst. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some some scary examples of CTE in the last mm. 
several years in, in football. Probably the most famous is, is Antonio Brown, who is still around, but he's gone through a shocking mental decline yeah. and, yeah. Um, and and gotten himself into to worlds of trouble and, and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it is it is a big deal. And uh, right. we're finally starting to kind of get a little bit of action on it after 70, 80 years of uh, yeah. <laughs> most yeah. of these sports. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just pretending that it wasn't a thing. Yeah. But yeah. anyways. So, yeah. So my, <laughs> no my, uh, my, yeah. And my uh, kind of history with uh, wrestling, uh, yeah, was very aware of like Hulk Hogan. Cause it would always be kind of like in things like he, it was, he was like a, uh, like a Michael Jordan in that mm-hmm. sense that he, people that didn't watch wrestling knew who Hulk Hogan was like the rock, you know, like it was, that was, he, he was just from a different era. Like, uh, so I knew uh, about him. I definitely Macho knew Man the... Randy Savage. Yeah, right. Oh, Ooh, Randy Savage. Gonna, amazing, yeah. yeah, same, same, same era. They would yeah. sometimes be friends, sometimes be enemies. Pretty great stuff. Um, but yeah, I remember, uh, like Nathan said, the Attitude Era. Definitely remember, like uh, Undertaker playing the video games. People having the toys. The, it's like because they would they would be like rubber. They're at, so like other action figures would just be hard plastic. They would have like kind of a rubberized outside so you could slam them together and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I didn't get into wrestling until much, much later in terms of like actually sitting down and watching it. So only like a few years, like right before COVID basically. Um, but wrestling now is, is great. There's all kinds of great wrestlers and they do all kinds of crazy fun shit and people oh, yeah. still <clears throat> get seriously hurt and can't wrestle anymore. So if people, there's people that are like, wrestling's not what it used to be. And I'm like, I don't know that guy, <laughs> there's guys still like taking a bad drop and breaking yeah. their spine and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like this Australian wrestler. She's like, oh man, step on me. I think <laughs> there's something. a bunch of step on me Ray Ripley. Ripley yeah of course oh my christ yeah. mommy yeah yeah mommy sorry and she's she's engaged and I'm so mad oh engaged to a man yeah there's yeah. a lot of women that are mad about that <laughs> yeah yeah we're all but yeah she she's uh teamed up with like she's sort of the she's like in control of a gang in the wrestling storyline that has corrupted Rey Mysterio's son and made him a bad guy. So nice. she's always kind of, anytime Rey Mysterio has a match, she's usually like there and she'll like body slam a dude or something like that. Yeah. There's, so. I think I mentioned this in the podcast before, but there's like a clip of her and she has like this woman who's like tiny compared to her and like mm-hmm. just takes her legs and put it right behind like. Yes. You ears, have and definitely like, mentioned this before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I needed a moment. <laughs> Well, now we're going to simmer down from how <laughs> from the sexualized world of wrestling Woo! to this very sexual uh, not I don't know what no, this movie there, thinks there were about some sex. moments <laughs> where I was like it, are they going to start fucking like is this going to turn into like a Hulk Hogan like it's a sex tape <laughs> the original sex tape <laughs> the original the sex tape yeah. one the softcore one the softcore um, yeah yeah this movie exists in a reality where professional wrestling is real. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yes. And is also the biggest thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Now, I I think before we 
get into the plot itself, one of the the interesting little tidbits that we were talking about before the show was that the original script got rewritten by Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan in like a hotel room overnight, I believe is over the story. A, over a weekend. Or yeah. over a weekend. And uh, oh boy, it shows. Because yeah, not only re- is wrestling like the only real sports event on the planet, uh, Rip, our main character, who is Hogan, uh, the the biggest star on the planet, mm-hmm. uh, but also he is wrestling Jesus. He can do no wrong. He is perfectly good in all ways and all yeah. forms. Uh, it's this is not a movie about subtlety or character growth or development. So yeah, don't expect no. to see any of that here. No. No. This is a movie that was written by two guys uh, just to to show how fucking cool they were. <laughs> Yeah, basically, like I'm surprised this is Vince a movie McMahon where wrestling heals somebody's like paraplegic. Injury. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he is like Hulk Hogan is is wrestling Jesus. He heals the sick. He you know, he he gives to charity. Mm-hmm. He's he's all about the people. He doesn't care about himself one iota. He is he is just so damn perfect um mm-hmm. so yeah just keep that in mind as we're going through this one. Oh yeah and uh, i hope you've watched this before we always say please watch the movies before <laughs> it, it, it makes i mean it makes listening to to this much better i think if yeah. you if you've yeah, seen yeah. it it doesn't matter what we say it won't come mm-hmm. close to what is actually put on screen in terms of like <laughs> describing the energy this movie starts at 10 and just slowly crawls up to 15 the, the whole way through <laughs> yeah. it yeah. is the sweatiest fucking movie <laughs> like it is just very slow sweaty. motion rah, sweat flying off of people's fucking faces and shit yeah like so much growling the, like, the men we see this like to some sort of degree with our um, Sleepaway Camp 2 movie where the men were dressed more suggestively than the women. I could I could see Hulk Hogan's balls through his shorts <laughs> so many times. Oh, just throughout the entire film, quite frankly. Oh, no men. Like... There is synchronized shouting and visible throbbing cock in several <laughs> scenes. So many. And like, I'll probably repeat this in my final thoughts, but this movie goes from being like a cartoon to having some extremely like suggestive moments where I'm like, this is for kids. And then I'm like, this is not for kids. <laughs> no. Like there are certain parts where I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Let's do it. Kick us off here, Nathan. All right. Well, notes. we 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 come in on black and mm-hmm. uh we we start with a little bit of audio that that kind of teases us into the movie here. This is an uh Jesse Ventura and and a uh, another announcer. Uh Mean the, the, Gene. Yeah. That's the announcer, yeah. Yeah, the uh he's he's actually taking taking some flack here, Jesse, for his his outfit. Uh, which we won't see for a minute here. But, uh, <laughs> I'm dressed stupendously. Yeah. It's a stupendous evening. I'm dressed stupendously. <laughs> I'm dressed stupendously. Uh, we we don't waste any time getting our title card here. This isn't a, a one of those fancy ones that, that makes us mm-hmm. wait a few minutes for the title card. It's uh, just a basic red over black. No holds barred, baby. Nope. And... Uh, the uh, audio uh, of, of our, our two our two announcers hypes up the match while we watch some credits. And then we open on Hogan, a.k.a. our hero, Rip, 
and it's his head in silhouette growling at the audience. And uh, oh boy, if you like to hear growling, this is this is the movie for you, folks, because uh, it's about half the dialogue. Yeah, somewhere in the high 40 percentage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of dialogue is growling. Uh, so he uh, he comes out into the light and he starts working his his catchphrase, working the crowd as he he makes his way to the ring. Was rip it like em. rip him? Rip him. <laughs> yeah, rip him, flashes a shaka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus and, Christ. Uh, he's yeah, he uh, he he does a little bit more uh, a little bit more growling, a bit more yelling. And uh, the the first other character that we meet here is uh, Rip's little brother Randy, who's their ringside. Who is and the played by? Sorry, who is played by Mark Pellegrino? So, when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with the TV show Supernatural. Oh, okay, yeah. So, two char- two He's actors or something on it, isn't he? Yeah. So Mark Pellegrino, who plays like Randy, the Mark Pellegrino looks like a caveman i'm so sorry to him but like especially brow he does it's more prominent when he's Mm. like a young man he's just got (laughs) that like brow and then also um god what is his name colt kurt fuller yeah yeah the bad guy yeah yeah he was also in supernatural much later but anyways um i mentioned our our halloween movie yeah we did yeah yeah, yeah, he was also like, yeah, in Elvira. And yeah. as I loved th- that TV series, I was like, I had a Tumblr when I was a teenager. Oh. No, it's so bad. Oh. It's so bad. It's. <laughs> and if you pay for the Patreon, we will give you access to uh, <laughs> screenshots Gabby. of Gabby's uh, supernatural Tumblr. <laughs> well, I had a Tumblr account. I didn't have like a actual supernatural like i luckily i went from like that i kind of grew out of like that whole like supernatural thing when i had a tumblr i was more so like into like the pastel goth that sort of deal like cringy stuff but oh my god i i was there it's it's like a recounting like a war flashback i was there (laughs) for something called super hulock I was about to. I was. I was trying which to remember. Which is like, like Supernatural, weird... Doctor Who, and Sherlock, which three TV shows that I absolutely loved when I was a teenager, and I'm so glad I didn't have TikTok or Vine or anything like that during the times I loved those TV series because I probably would have made cringy, um, you know, TikToks. Yeah. God. Anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mark Pellegrino was also God on Lost. Huh. That's right. He was. <laughs> and the fun thing about him, he's a libertarian. Big Ayn Rand guy. He loves Ayn Rand. Oh, God. Oh, is he? I wonder if he's in one of those Atlas Shrugged movies. Do you remember when they made those? Yes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal something about myself that oh God. <laughs> I... I'm so glad I know for this, but I read Atlas Shrugged. I watched the movies. I was a bit of a libertarian in my final year of high school. I I went to college. I kind of unlearned all the harmful things that comes from being a libertarian. <laughs> I'm more socially progressive. <laughs> but there were times when I was like, we shouldn't pay taxes. 
we should all like believe in the free market. <laughs> believe in the free market and get eaten by bears. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Anyways, all anyone right. else this say is... that? This this is in between the three of us <laughs> and the amount of people that listen to this podcast. So <clears throat> We're learning a lot about you very early in this episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So we went. We went from. We went from libertarian mm-hmm. to progressive college student to alt right podcast host. Exactly. I like this. This is a good. Is that, a good is that, that is yeah. that pipeline. That is that pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, women well, belong in so the kitchen. After, so after <laughs> we meet Mark Pellegrino. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So we meet. We meet Randy. And uh, he's there courtside. How old is Randy, by the way? Randy in this looks very young to me. He looked like he he was like early 20s. I feel like Randy should have been, the character of Randy should have been a child. Mm, That probably would have made it better. Yeah, until they like beat the shit out of him, the bad guy (laughs) does. He basically is like, it's almost like the original script was maybe more of a family movie. Yeah. And so he was like a kid at ringside because you have him and you have uh, the other guy who's sort of like the Mick, like the trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, Charlie. Because Hulk Hogan treats this movie like a Rocky movie, like it's serious. Yeah. And the, like Kurt Fuller and his lackeys, who are arguably the best acting in the movie, uh, yeah. uh, are like in a comedy. Like yeah. they're just a- an extension yeah. of characters from like Kurt Fuller was in Wayne's World. He's just that again. Yeah, because like, Fuller so is like putting his whole pussy into being the most unlikable character ever and he's oh he's fantastic he's insane he is yeah. Yeah. there he's were like, times watching this ridiculous film that i was like oh you're so slimy and i was like oh my god yeah like i'm actually mad at Kurt. like and Kurt, he's yeah. just there having the like a time being as he, evil and petty as he can be and exactly. i was just like res- like it was incredible how much respect i had for that performance because i was like if you can get me in like emotionally involved in this film because you're so terrible that yeah. is some great a acting like they didn't oh, deserve yeah. this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, i think so, we get to see uh uh Oh my God! Who's the wrestler there? Is dressed like Cleopatra? Oh yeah, Jesse um, Ventura. Yeah, yeah, Jesse which, Ventura has a weird <laughs> Cleopatra headpiece, which yeah, I called it. It kind of reminds beats. me of like Rick James, you know, like <laughs> yeah. And I, and I said he's like Rick James' brother, like Dick Jim. How dare you criticize how I dress? I dress for the occasion, and this is a stupendous occasion, and I'm dressed, of course, stupendously. <laughs> Dick Jim. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we see Jesse Ventura. We finally get a shot of him. And uh yeah, his his outfit is is stupendous. Um it, it does look like a beaded lampshade, like a Cleopatra thing, Rick James. Mm. Yeah, you really do have to see it. And uh so we we get a little bit of exposition on uh who he, who Rip is wrestling today, and his name is Jake Bullet. And we see him, and the best way I can describe him is, him is if like Dan Aykroyd put on a hundred pounds or two. I like that, he's got kind was of that gonna face. make that connection. I was like, okay. is that Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he looks like Dan Aykroyd. But yeah, like a big fat wrestler. Basically. Oh my god! Like if yeah. Dan Aykroyd, 
I don't know, just drank was too much of his. And he was hundred pounds heavier in a wrestler. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. he just started like chugging a bunch of his like skull vault vodka, which wasn't around back then, but you know. Yeah. And um, so we we hear a little bit more from our announcer, Jesse Ventura, saying that uh, that maybe Rip has been ducking Jake. You know, he didn't want him at this matchup because, you know, Jake's big up and comer kind of thing. Um, and then I think one of the lines from one of them is the classic Rip psych job. But I'm trying to remember what that was in context of. I think maybe just that he's been putting off the match or oh, whatever. Okay, like, yeah. Because again, like they're just doing similar announcer stuff to real wrestling. Yes. But in this world, it is, it's not a, an act. It's not yeah, planned. Yeah. It's a, it's proper a real sport. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we we get the uh, rip. Rip gives us the the rip him sign one last time before the match begins. Uh, then Rip and Jake kind of throw each other around for a bit. Uh, Rip escapes an early pin by Jake. Uh, Jake gets him in a headlock. And then we kind of switch to watching the bout on a television. And this is where we meet Kurt Fuller uh, as Brell, Mr. Brell, Mm -hmm. the uh, CEO of a he's actually on a rival network. I believe it's One World Network. Mm -hmm. And he is watching. He's having kind of a watch party, an executive watch party of this with with a bunch of his cronies. Yeah. Um, we we pop back into to the match proper here uh, where there is a, a a sleeper hold countdown. Jake's got him in a, his apparently trademark sleeper hold. But Rip gets encouragement from Randy. He, who is, fl- he just flashes him the shotgun yeah. and like gives him <laughs> yeah. the energy. He revives him and he's yeah. able to yeah. fucking take him on. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> Thank you, uh, my Neanderthal brother. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, so he his vision was getting blurry there, but he snaps out of it, gets back to on his feet, breaks the hold by by running uh both of them into uh one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Um and then Rip punches Jake while the audience counts along with his punches, which was kind of a fun thing that's a classic thing that's yeah. in a lot of wrestling uh rip pins uh jake after two fist thumping him on the head and stunning him uh we'll see that move come back again spoiler alert and uh yeah rip wins his his first match of of the uh of the movie and uh then we we snap back to brell and his executive watch party and he is super upset that that rip continues to win uh he throws the remote which is really funny because it hits the wall and just like that was such like a, a thud. Pussy <laughs> it, it, it was. I, I I also made a note on that yeah. that it yeah. doesn't it doesn't break. It's nope. so funny because <laughs> yeah. he's so infuriated and yeah. and stuff. But it's such a little man thing. Yeah. Like he can't yeah. even manage to break this remote like in while threatening everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, and it, and, and yeah. we get our first instance of jockass here too. I want that jockass on this network. I kind of wish I kept a count of like I should probably go back. Maybe it's, like, it's, it, I don't feel like he says it later in the movie. I feel like no. it's only in the next couple scenes, but it's said he, at least five or six times. Yeah, he does come back to it throughout. And, and at the very end, one of his last things is is to call Rip a jockass. Um, yeah. But uh, so we're we're he's yes. It, Brell's so upset. He can't he can't do sentences anymore. He's just he's <laughs> livid. Uh, snap back to the ring. Rip poses. Uh, Randy jumps up, he lifts him up in celebration. The announcers keep saying at this point, what a big part of, of Randy plays in Rip's success. 
And I was like, how does it like there's there's this is it like it's like the, he's his trainer or something. But like, like Rip and, has a real trainer. Yeah. A real Yeah. <laughs> is it I like no. <laughs> is it because like uh do you think I don't know, like maybe because Randy is just like, oh younger brother, but maybe like their parents weren't around. That could be, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe Rip it's is like Rip... such a saint in this movie that he probably raised Randy like yeah. from their birth. Like yeah. they're oh, just sure. like out of the womb, like abandoned on the street, and Rip's just there. He's the muscliest baby, just holding Randy, be like, "I got you, bro." <laughs> yeah, you know. Also, Randy, like later on, like I think uh, Randy, like they're sitting on the couch. Randy's also pretty jacked as well. He's not. Yeah, he's not unfit or yeah. anything. Like he's. It, it's just that he stands beside Hulk Hogan the whole film and you're yeah. just like okay well <laughs> does make him look a little bit smaller yeah. also he looks like the villain in any other movie like any yeah. other oh, yeah. any other movie about a fighting competition that's the fucking villain this yeah. like blonde oh. blue-eyed guy yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the aryan kid that trained at yeah. cobra kai like yeah um also i do remember because like uh the actor mark pellegrino he also played um in dexter as Dexter's partner's like ex abusive ex husband, so mm. he just plays a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's that's the the end of our match here. And my my only note there was like I, I get that we had to get into the movie proper here, but I would have been super disappointed if I went to that match because it was so short. Yeah, it was such a tiny like there was like maybe two minutes of a match. Yeah. Um. So then we're the next morning uh brell uh we're back in his now he's he's in his uh like the boardroom and he's he's monologuing about how he vowed to take his this new network to the top when he became ceo a few months ago he has mm-hmm. a bust of himself mm-hmm. uh, he sure which does is crazy <laughs> i love that though yeah that's I, I, like i would display a bust of kurt fuller somewhere in my apartment no, i would also i would have a bust of myself and have like <laughs> The most god, I love, I love the, like, the interior design of his office. It's like, if Patrick Bateman was French Canadian, <laughs> I don't know how else. It's like it's super gaudy, but it mm-hmm. still has like that like corporate minimalism a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah uh brell has a great line here uh so he, he vowed to take take the the company to the top now i find that every time this jockass decides to strip down to his sweet nothings and wallow around with some sweat hog we eat it just made me laugh out loud yeah Fantastic. Uh, i'm glad you had the whole line i just wrote down sweat hog because <laughs> it really stood out there um, uh, yeah there was, i wrote down sweat hog there's also another fucking great line when i think somebody like pitches oh uh, they're like we could do a game show or something like that mm. and he's like take a leak oh yeah this poor woman <laughs> he's like take yeah. a leak and she's like she gets up starts crying a lot and like runs out I'm like girl like Oh, you know, she's like, okay, so we, I've got this pitch for this high concept sitcom. And he's just like, stop, take a leak. And yeah, yeah that's when she leaves. Yeah. I love, she's like, but I don't need to use the bathroom. Like, <laughs> um, I guess it must be just how he fires people, right? He tells Maybe. them to take a leak. Cause she, she was devastated emotionally yeah. by this. And I, the only thing I could think of was, oh, that's how he fires people. All right. Yeah. Does he um, use like different, like other different 
non-sensical phrases Or you think he's got like a catalog of like (laughs) sayings that he's used to fire people? They're all different. Yeah, it's like, go change a light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Or, um, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> he has two. So we, uh, I actually found a, a fun fact here because at, at this point in the movie, I was like, okay, what is the highest ratings that that wrestling has pulled in? Like, what is in this world, wrestling is the be all and end all of television, mm-hmm. but in in our world, uh, so the 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 highest rated uh, ratings that the WWE ever hit was thirty three million people tuned in for the hogan v andre the giant title match in 88 nice so it when this movie was probably in production was their absolute zenith of tv ratings so maybe this is this is where uh vince and hogan thought Mm. wrestling would be in a few years it was just like why would you have any other programming when Mm. you could you could watch you could watch jock a sweaty jock watch these these jock asses fight the sweat (laughs) hogs right yeah because it seems uh, like everyone just loves like oiled up white guys yeah like that's I mean, who their doesn't? roman empire yeah <laughs> uh so yeah. the, the uh, he's going around getting getting subject suggestions and uh so yeah the first one he shoots down is the the high concept sitcom uh and then the first of our two cronies that we'll meet that kind of follow fuller around for the the movie is uh his name is ordway and he suggests a, a, a game show. And um, yeah, Brell shoots that down. Then Brell pulls out a life-sized poster of Rip in his wrestling. You know, like in his wrestling he's just undies. like squeezing that out a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah. It, could, it might as well have been a body pillow, quite yeah. frankly. But and I, feel, I feel like, I feel it's like also sort of mixing it. You're going to make me so much fucking money. <laughs> yeah. That sort of like corporate. Yeah. Um, capitalist thinking like jacking oh yeah yeah i do love that poster it's such a fucking stupid picture of of rib of hulk like it's so fun also i don't know if you guys know this but do you know what hulk's real name is terry (laughs) molia i did not know that just so you know that's another another hulk fact Mm -hmm. uh around this time of this movie he started a chain of pasta restaurants uh, called Pasta Mania. I did, I did, I did know <laughs> that they were all somewhere Hulk Hogan themed. I need. I wow. I never wanted something more in my life than <laughs> right, <laughs> like East Side Barrios, but just Hulk Hogan themed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brell's, uh, yeah, he pulls out his 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 poster, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "This is what the people want." And then he immediately goes on to say, this is what I want. Well, like gesturing at Hogan. And it was just so, all right, he well, at least he's like, honest. He sounds like such a, like, obsessed fan. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to single white female, the Hulk. Like, yeah. when they <laughs> yeah. mean person, he's going to be like, has like, a, you know, like those. Um, Get extensions for his yeah. horseshoe haircut. Oh, yeah. He's wearing form. a fake, like, handlebar <laughs> mustache. He shaved. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like wearing like the padded, you know, like in cartoons, you, not cartoons, but like costumes where like kids will wear like the padded. Um, <laughs> the fake muscle arms. Car- yeah. muscles. Costume, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, but the other lackeys are like, oh, he's contracted to another network. And Kurt Fuller yeah. has another great line mm-hmm. in the same scene as other great lines. Contracts are nothing but words. 
technically correct, I suppose. He's technically um, correct. Yeah. One of the the <laughs> that that poor uh that poor executive that says I was just like, yeah, he's he's under contract. We we can't sign him. Also says, um, I've heard Rip's word is his bond. To yeah. which I also wrote down, I also heard he adopts homeless kittens and has a 45-inch penis. What like yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> at least at least just disguise the fact that like Hogan was writing this dialogue a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that uh the whole movie was like rewritten in like a fucking weekend. And like now that you said that, uh, every single thing I'm just like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Everything everything yep. cl- it, it clicks. It, it makes clicked. sense. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh so Brell wants to know, you know, what what find out what Rip's price is. And then the executive is just like, well, it's been tried before, you know, and, and Brell smashes a glass table and tells them to do it anyway. And was it uh, like this like crystal obelisk? Oh, it might have been like a like a yeah, like a some kind of planet. One of those of like thing. 80s yeah. office yeah. like weird decoration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so then we we go to the outside of, of the the one world television network where Rip arrives uh, via limo wearing normal human clothes that you would <laughs> to a, a business meeting. And for, for anyone who isn't, hasn't watched the movie before you're listening to us, these are, he's always in some kind of wrestling gear, like spandex wrestling yeah. gear. Or he's he wearing has... the shortest shorts. Yes. Or like basically like briefs. Yeah, like, you will see one scene where he is in a full white uh, suit, mm-hmm. like all white uh, with uh, white accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is the most dressed he will ever be. And, Still uh, a very exposed chest yeah. uh, <laughs> when saying the most dressed. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, he arrives uh, to meet Mr. Brell. Brell, uh, when he gets to the office, Brell touches him weirdly. And he then, grabs his, well. He kind of. Just, uh, I don't even know what to to describe it as. He grabs him the like way a... people harass Elvira. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that, like, like that, like that, so like that. The breasts, full yeah. on hands to to yeah for like for like uh, viewers who can't see us, we're like we're making breast cupping motions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like... we're assaulting the pectorals. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he also like he offers him juice, which is not something I expected. Yeah. Uh, like a big wig. Like a nineteen eighties executive, yeah. Yeah, no, I was expecting like either whiskey, brandy, or scotch. Yeah, like the most expensive scotch, like a line of Coke. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, He offers him juice, Um, but maybe that's maybe that's because they know that Rick would never or Rip would never uh, take anything into his body that wasn't healthy. Yeah, and so they, yeah, they they've done some homework. That's I assume that's the case. Uh, So Brell offers him a seat in a fancy chair. And, was and it this Napoleon's is, chair? Yeah. So this is actually, I think, maybe the cleverest moment in the movie because I had to stop it. And I was like, I, I, I really like, um, I'm a, a big history guy, and yeah, and yeah. this kind of tw- tweaked my interest. So he, Brel remarks <laughs> that it was made for men of great statue stature, mm-hmm. and then says Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, Louis the Fourteenth. So Louis the Fourteenth, the the Sun King of France, ruled in uh, in the the 1700s. Um, but the funny thing about Louis the Fourteenth and him making this this uh, statement is that Louis the Fourteenth was five foot four. 
he was notoriously quite small for a king. Um, so I actually really enjoyed that. And, and so, some, someone snuck that in. And I don't <laughs> think it was McMahon or Hogan. Um, maybe maybe so, that would have been like a ad lib from Fuller. It could have been. I, I actually would think that he'd be clever enough to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Rip sits there. He looks uncomfortable. Um, Brella is doing kind of a terrible job here trying to sell him on this. He proposes that Rip works for him. Mm -hmm. uh, Rip says no. Brell then gets upset because he, he is thinking that it's it's a negotiating tactic, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, puts kind of puts a hand on Rip's shoulder and then decides that that was an unwise thing to do. And then he gives him a blank check instead and, and basically tells him to fill in the, the amount. Mm -hmm. um, which re reminded me and it's to... Uh, as a little aside here, did either of you see the movie Blank Check when you were kids? Yes. It was a 90s children's movie. It was all about a kid who just fill, finds a blank check and he's just like, I'm just going to fill in a million dollars. Oh my God. And it clears and and then yeah. he's just like, yeah, it buys. But the one thing he can't buy, of course, is friendship. <laughs> uh, I, I think is the, the moral of that movie. Yeah. He does or, get kissed by an adult woman. Oh yeah, I forgot about uh, oh that. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Huh. 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 Play, hit different in the 90s though <laughs> um anyway back to our movie there uh rip rip is not interested because you know he's he's all about his the kids the charity work that he does he's not motivated by money he doesn't no. care you know no. he would he would do it all for free if it meant that one more kid was was just you know put a smile on their face and so he goes to leave and uh brell tries to physically stop him uh the, the, another chick grab where are you going leaving mr bro wait a minute i said wait a minute you're not going anywhere until you and i come to an agreement watch me are you trying to tell me my money's not good enough for you i find that a little hard to swallow you jockass <laughs> uh again just kurt fuller is so good yeah. um <laughs> rip walks back to the check and brell is kind of like surprised because he he realizes that he he kind of did a stupid there and uh and then he, he starts laughing because he thinks that they're gonna you know he's gonna he's gonna take it they both start laughing mm -hmm. until uh of course rip grabs him and uh says i won't be around and when this check clears and mm -hmm. shoves it down his, his mouth <laughs> oh, yeah. the, line, the line read is pretty great because mm -hmm. it's just the full acting skills of terry bolia on display here <laughs> yeah. i won't be around role. when that clears <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, honestly, this, this opening kind of setup gives us probably our best, like our best run of dialogue that we'll have in this movie. So, uh, and then of course, as he's going out the door, we give, we get the, the shock of the little rip sign, uh, on the yeah. way out and, um, Bre Brel there kind of coughs up his check and then, then we see him calling someone, but we, we won't know what's going on until, uh, right now the next scene uh, <laughs> so we uh we cut to rip riding in a limo back to uh, i guess they're taking him home but then uh oh the driver takes a wrong turn and, mm. and rip is is very kind of polite about it uh it tries to tell him several times that he's going the wrong way and the driver immediately puts the limo in abduction mode which i didn't realize <laughs> was a, a a standard feature in, in limos but the uh all like these these kind of blast window things come out i think they're for privacy actually but it, it was really funny mm -hmm. and uh the 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 rip then um starts to kick and punch the the car so hard that it starts to swerve out of control yeah. it's 
careening. Car- it's yeah. essentially <laughs> having a car chase with itself <laughs> yeah. because it's it's it, it's like one half of a car chase is happening with yeah. no other car, and it's yeah he's so he's so superhuman that he's causing like physical inertia and there's like happen from within the car he's like wearing like these cowboy boots and he's just like pounding like the side door and there's like looks like like little like bumps like coming out from the other side from his force of hitting it it's like (laughs) it's like uh, someone's taking like i don't know like a gun and shooting like a bulletproof plate yeah yeah, it looks nothing like you would think the dents from a man kicking would look like. It's yeah. r- utterly bizarre. Uh, so the car is careening down these sweet s- streets, swerving, hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. Then comes to an abandoned factory. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> comes to a stop. We hear Rip growling gently in the back of the car. And, and, and the only note I had here was it's what I imagine a post coitus Hogan might sound like because <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't just growls of anger. It, it was something else mixed in there. It was really odd. Um, <laughs> did you ever see the sex tape? The whole no, sex tape? no, I didn't. Did you? Of course uh, he did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, in the midst of. Passions. Love making in the midst of in the midst of the act, uh, he is like, oh, shouldn't have had that sushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing is more romantic. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. Oh my god. god. Um, oh, I hate that I'm gonna have to look this up now. Because I don't think you can good. find. The I video think I'm anymore. better in this world. Like, without... I just had like a. I just found like a clip or. Yeah. No, I'm fine with just was. that. Just yeah. the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I'm so fine without in. ever listening or watching yeah. anything from yeah. it. Audience, um, if if I can find the audio, I will put that in. So we'll you can put it, it in. That'll yeah. be the. Clip oh God! A Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna get sued by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that did, he already did sue for for the the sex tape. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he a bunch of guys show up like a fucking Jackie Chan movie, yeah. like like a car. Like I don't know if there was cars. I can't remember that. Like, but a whole bunch of toughs yeah. show up, obviously to kick uh, Hulk's ass, and he rockets out of <laughs> the, like, the car. That, like, like he was like like. Sorry. No, what was it? Uh, no, that's fine. You go ahead. Oh my god, so fucking Canadian. Um, this is like the scene that like go- made me feel like it was a cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like he has an ejector seat. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's like those spring, videos just... of Psy. Like that's how Psy <laughs> enters like on stage. He gets oh like god. launched up, or like Michael Jackson used to do that. But yeah, it's an insane like ejector spring seat thing, and he smashes through the metal of like sunroof oh plate. And then proceeds to get into an insane warehouse fight with all of these guys while growling like an animal. The men are human dogs. They're dogs who became men in this (laughs) way. Every male character is a dog that became a human. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because they're all fucking insane. It's wild. So he, yeah, there's a lot of growling, a lot of punching. We won't do a blow by blow here because it it all happens so fast, Mm. quite frankly. But fights are 
in the, fine. the fights basically all look like what wrestling looks like. Yeah. Like it's kind of the same bumps. It's shot similarly. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's nothing like super special, um, yeah. but it's, it's more just, yeah, the, the growling and, and the speed of things and just the superhuman nature of it. Like it's, yeah. So Be- between the, the, the sunroof launch, launch and the 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 fight and then this upcoming scene this might have been my absolute favorite part of the movie so rip uh spends some time seeing how many goons he can stuff in a limo the Mm -hmm. the answer is three there and then he he laughs while he pulls the driver out of the limo because the driver didn't get out to try and fight him the driver Mm -hmm. was just there uh the driver literally shits himself As Rip growls like no animal that has ever walked the earth. <laughs> 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 it's insane. Yeah. It's exactly like that. And, and this guy, yeah, he shit himself. What the fuck? I, it's so crazy. Yeah. And then the the greatest piece of writing in the English <laughs> language. Shakespeare get fucked. Rip Rip looks him dead in the eye with his crazy eyes and says what's that smell (laughs) and then but he's crying he's He's like crying like like it's there's such a cocktail of shame coming out of him and it's like (laughs) dookie fucking Oh my god! Like, <laughs> and then we get an extra three seconds of the the scene, so we can hear Rip just growl out, "Dookie." So, <laughs> if if this doesn't sell you to watch this movie, audience, nothing Go fuck will. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's honestly. Some oh of the God. most fun you can have in like, in two minutes of dumb action scene. Like, this is, like, when I was watching this, I'm like, this just sort of, like, goes between, like, a kid cartoon because, like, no one in an action, like, like outside of something that's going to be, like, cartoonish or for kids will say the word dookie. <laughs> and then you have, like, moments, like, later, it's, like, extremely adult. So that, like, mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh, this is, like, four kids like this is like kids are really into wrestling all this stuff and then everything else that comes up later i'm like okay this is a weird shift in tone yeah this again this this movie this movie i think was probably done in first pass by professional Mm. screenwriters Mm -hmm. and then the yeah they they just they didn't like it so Mm -hmm. they got coked up in a hotel room and they rewrote it and that's why i think it it does have Mm -hmm. these weird shifts and like because this if if professionals were doing this, I don't think they would have done it like this, I guess well, is what I'm saying. I'm uh, looking at this guy who did the original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can assure you everything else he wrote was also horrible, okay. horrendous garbage. <laughs> so they weren't even starting like they, they weren't had starting no from hope. a place they of were confidence. starting from a bad thing. Yeah. OK. Um, what are his highlights? Is there anything we'd uh... <laughs> No, God, no. Okay. I've never heard of any of this. If it's you like haven't, a then TV that's... movie called Marked for Murder. <laughs> uh, Weekend War. Who's in this? Like, it's... Oh, my God. It's Daniel Stern <laughs> and somebody else. Uh, yeah. Wow. A group oh of God. reservists are sent to Honduras to build a runway. 
Sure. No. All right. But yeah, it all looks terrible. So they weren't starting from a. They didn't have a great launch okay. pad. All right. Uh, to begin with. Fair enough. All right. So we we leave we leave that scene unfortunately and we cut to a another we're generic an hour into this podcast we're seven minutes into this movie. <laughs> yes <laughs> okay <laughs> it's, um, i'm not i'm not complaining i'm just saying that's how crazy it is yeah it's hard not to like dissect so many scenes <laughs> Uh, we, we're back with Rip. He is, uh, getting new representation from his, his agency. And, uh, this is where we meet Samantha Moore or Sam, as we will know her through the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. And, he is uh, vibrating with love. Oh, he was giving off some oh, creepy vibes here, right? The ogling in this meeting is weird. Yeah. And the dialogue is stranger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and it was funny too because he's he's in the same outfit as the 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 Dookie fight scene mm-hmm. that we just did. So I, I was wondering here is is like was this his only clean clothes, or did like is this the same day or did he just go straight here after that? And but, but we'll never know. Um, <laughs> and they're they're kind of having a, a meeting about Rip's brand here. They go into a big boardroom, and man the the eye fucking here yeah. is wild he's, rip is <clears throat> super creepy he is just like i imagine him like gripping the sides of the, uh, <laughs> the table, table just, and just like yeah. shaking yeah. just shaking <laughs> he stands up and they just like break off like, like, <laughs> yeah. and he's the so last he, one to stand up yeah so he, he seems to really like that she's just talking about him mm. um and, and then she sees that he's distracted or otherwise just looking like a weirdo psychopath and Mm -hmm. uh, asks for for his input and uh and of course here we learn that he's all about the charity work of course i want to focus on my charity work (laughs) how about my charity work yeah you put that in your make money for your charity work yeah yeah um so then uh she she kind of immediately turns the situation on its head by uh saying you know Let's get, we'll go to a, a dinner and, and talk about it. And so, uh, yeah, so she, she's got to kind of one over on him here that, mm. you know, he's, he's going to go to this fancy French restaurant and, and uh, he's going to be kind of fish out of water. Church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's our lady of hors d'oeuvres. Cool. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like our lady of hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah. And but it was pretty cool in an old church. There's like mm-hmm. a person playing a harp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is very fine dining. And uh, so he shows up in, a, in an all white suit. This is, again, the most dressed we will see him. Uh, but again, yeah, a lot of chess there still, mm-hmm. just in case you forgot. The the busboy uh, tries to bring him some water as as they're kind of going through the, the ordering. But but a, a snooty waiter kind of yeah. shoes him away, which is he like, I, I feel like the direction for this is like, you know, like Pepe Le Pew. Make Be him that. do an asshole. Yeah. Make yeah, him do an asshole waiter. Yeah, the the waiter here is pouring it on. Mm, he is really he is really trying it's to so it's yeah. so excessive. He is <laughs> he is really working for that five hundred dollar check. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's he's going through like the menu with with, uh, with Sam, right, talking about all the, like the fancy shit. Whilst Rip is being treated like a literal three year old, like yeah. he's like maybe he would like a hamburger, or, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And hot and the, dog to foot long is the other one. Yeah. And, and then the, the waiter kind of oversteps here in, in a gag that we saw with Brel too, where he kind of like, he gets a little too, you know, snooty in his face and then 
you know, Hogan gives him the crazy eyes and, and he, he he's like, oh, but um, it, it, I, I had to say it, though, like if I was there, if you put me in that situation, I would be that one who is just like, yeah, I would be 100 percent up for a hamburger or a foot long. Like the two things that the waiter was like dismissively. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll actually have that. Yeah, that sounds better than than this. Yeah. Um, but then again, I am, as I have said numerous times, very cultureless on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but of course, here's the thing. Uh, we didn't know that Rip speaks fluent French. Yes. Because of course he does. Yes. He's like, with it, with we, it, it, with an accent to boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, the, the, the... it's a, we, oui, monsieur, j'ai femme. That's me with a bad Quebec accent. Ah, all right. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and of course, so so Rip turns the tables on on both of them because, you know, he's it, it turns out that, you know, he's he's a, a frequent diner here and, and knows all of the staff other than this one waiter. And, and, yeah. and the other feel... staff calls him Mr. Mr. Le Rip, <laughs> yeah. so, which I think is Mr. The Rip, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> which is not his name. <laughs> which I don't really like understand the whole semantics of that because it's just like, so you, so you have Rip who apparently speaks fluent French, but also comes here all the time. Mm-hmm. But this waiter doesn't recognize him or was just this waiter like just brought on he's that probably, day i would assume he's new yeah they 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 hand wave it they they say like oh he he was new like they apologize for him basically and like he he snoots away at, but yeah uh, but i would feel song, like but, if you're yeah. like a high like a very fancy restaurant where the celebrities go to you would probably have like the hostess being like holy shit that's this dude, he comes here all the yeah, time and all yeah. that stuff. Give him the special treatment. But. Well, seeing how everyone in the world worships Rip. Yeah, yeah, you would think that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. But then we couldn't get this whole gag. No. <laughs> so, you know, and the, the whole scene wouldn't have a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we cut to two dudes headbutting. And, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great. It. Yeah, it's a great just juxtaposition between scenes there. Uh, this is an amateur wrestling match at the the most ludicrous bar slash wrestling ring slash tattoo parlor slash barn you've ever been in i love it, uh, <laughs> it uh, i say this, i kept saying i love it i do like everything about oh, this bar is i want to go there yeah 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 it's it's truly insane but uh, the the thing that uh buddy said i wrote down where he says this is sick these people would would cheer at a hanging <laughs> Maybe yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> also, like, come on, like, let's let's not act, let's not act, you know, overly. Uh, yeah. O- no. Overly cultured here, like, I, I would, I would probably go see one. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh. <laughs> I would, I would royalty, cheer. royalty, yeah. always like, yeah. were part of like hangings and stuff like that. Well, I guess they yeah. had to be, but they were always like, yes, yes. Indubitably. Exactly. Indubitably. Um, I love Brell's response to that, though, which is America. Don't you just love it? Uh, which is it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, now here we have uh, Brell and two of his executives, Ordway, who we met in the earlier scene, and Unger, who will be his kind of like his partner in crime. Ordway and Unger are kind of a duo in this movie. And, yeah. and they're um, both they're played by I can't remember their names, but they're played by a couple like typical 80s actors yeah you'll like you'll kind of recognize they're in both this of them? role in like other movies basically mm-hmm. like they're usually like <coughs> corporate douchey ba- douchebags mm-hmm. or or other kind of weird you know white collar henchman roles yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah they they do look the part and they, they do a good job and uh 
they stop a, a, a waitress here who at first asks, Are you guys cops? No. Oh. Then you must be looking for the gay bar. The gay bar's across the street. But I love her. Salt of the earth woman. Oh she's, she's great. oh, she's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. snort it like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get laid, relayed, and parlayed. <laughs> I love her. Um, we get a few more shots of the the ongoing fight here. Um, there's a little man in a cage hanging above the ring, which we will get no context for, but we will get a few shots of him, and he's almost in like a classic like lion tamer's outfit. I think I don't know ref. what was going on with that. He might have. <laughs> Well, no, because the ref no, was getting drunk with a... Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah that's right. Yeah. Maybe you were... getting drunk at the bar. Yeah. Um, so then we we get a, a little fish, couple fish out of water gags here with the executives trying to get drinks. Like a martini. Uh, yeah. And then they, they just get some beers. And uh, there's several ear-biting scenes that we get in yeah, this fight as well. It's almost like is, this... Ugh. like It's like a Mike Tyson, but also like that wrestler just took a bunch of bath salts. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are definitely some wrestlers who do that move of like, oh, he's biting his face, like basically just gnawing on someone's forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get uh, I think it's uh, Ordway uh, tries to talk to Bubba, who we'll see several times in this movie, who was kind of standing behind them. Um, <clears throat> Bub- Bubba is the brother of the waitress and I think maybe the owner of the bar. I'm not sure. But Bubba uh, spits tobacco on his shoes. Uh, it's not a food Fucking scene, but it's nasty. like the closest Ugh. to we get to the disgusting food scenes we normally get on this show. So I, I wanted to. It still made me queasy. Wanted to mention it. Uh, yeah, we we get the where's the ref? And then you see the referee at a bar talking to some girl, uh, uh, talking her up. Um, the rules, of course, for this this new uh barnyard bar tattoo parlor wrestling is last man standing just don't kill nobody <laughs> and uh the match ends with one of the one of the uh fighters getting thrown out of the ring and onto a table and uh so the uh <laughs> brell uh brell loves this mm-hmm. uh he is super into this he, he feels like he's found like a new product and uh he turns to 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 Bubba who is the the waitress's brother and he's just like I'll give you $100 if you you take on that dude and Bubba immediately like jumps into the ring and kind of blindside tackles the uh the guy and uh <laughs> uh Bubba I think also taps a keg and and drinks it yes. while in the ring yeah it's it's great it's like I love characters like Bubba. I love them. Just like it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh a little a little later on here we get the uh the two executives Ordway and Unger try to find a bathroom. Mm. And uh, sign there that says wash your hands it's the law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. there. There's a door marked VD room which I thought was like venereal disease room. Yeah. Um, yeah so there's like these peeing troughs uh i hate trough have you ever been to like a stadium that has troughs they're I've so uncomfortable few, yeah, I, I, yeah there was a there was a public like bathroom like in a park in san francisco that i went to and there was peeing troughs and i was like nah i'll find somewhere else thank <laughs> you very much let's go back out and find a bush <laughs> i have no it idea it wouldn't have been that strange no <laughs> um 
Oh, there's also a guard dog in the fucking back. Yeah, there's a dog that. tied up. Well. Just a random dog. Yeah. Yeah. So of course they uh, they they line up to to one of the troughs and uh, they start shit talking the locals of this bar, and uh, of course uh, after about fifteen seconds of, of you know talking their shit, they they hear some poop sounds coming from from one of the stalls, and uh, of course Bubba comes out and and he's uh, he's upset. Uh, he grabs the two of them, makes fun of their their small tiny little dicks, and then <laughs> uh, finds as he says, yeah. <laughs> finds that hilarious like he cracks himself up here and then he he leaves um and one of them's just like well never in a million years will brow get this on the air and then we get the classic the the classic gag of the next scene is is brow announcing that this is coming to air the next month the world television network will be premiering a great new show the battle of the tough guys which you could have worked the shop that one a little bit more. Stupidest right? name. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. like this. But just something that made it through the draft. Yeah. Like to yeah. the end. From the people that came up with WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's sort of thing. Like, this is kind of why you hire writers. Yeah. I, someone was someone was thinking, oh, this is just a uh, a placeholder. We'll we'll come up with yeah. a better name it's later like, on. <laughs> but they had like such a like the, the deadline was coming in too fast. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Skip the name. Yeah. And uh, so we get a montage of tough guys doing tough guy things here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. There's guys, tough guys playing pool. Uh, I, I think there's a guy with an eye patch shoving nuts in his mouth. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the playing pool guy. Um, there's like a trucker. There's like there's... somebody like face grabs the, a waitress. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That's like wild. quickly there. Um Somebody's hair gets ripped out. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. So the 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 bar that they were in uh, previously is now turned into kind of a big production set, and uh, Brell is meeting his first round of contestants. This is all guys that we see from the tough guy montage, basically of of them hearing about this, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta enter this because I'm a, I'm a tough guy." And uh, there's a lot of growling here again. Uh, so a little bit of pep talk by Brell likes his tough guy. Uh, prep talk and um they uh they they run into uh bubba and and his, his sister again and uh the she's now they're they're both laughing at the executive's tiny dicks which is 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 pretty funny still to them and uh for some reason here brell is also the host of the show for the first episode uh, which I thought was a little unorthodox for the CEO of a network to do, but this is his baby, so I guess this, he makes the rules. Yep. Um, so then we watch the tough guys fight, and uh, again, this is more like the the movie has kind of one style, I guess, for its fights, and it, it kind of goes back to that trough over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it will get wilder. Put him in a put him in a, <laughs> in a furnace room or yeah. somewhere where they're building a train yeah. and <laughs> yes, hit God, each other that. with pipes. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so yeah, we're watching this, and and it's it's good. Uh, Unger, uh, Ordway, and Brell all have kind of ringside seats for this, and uh, and you know the, it's going well. But then there's a giant delivery door, I believe, at the back of the bar that mm-hmm. collapses, and everything stops, and everyone just looks. Uh, and this is where we get our first look at uh, Tom Lister Jr., who, a.k.a. Zeus in this movie, yes. in silhouette. And uh, <laughs> Brell here 
has a real kind of intrigued kind of come hither look on his face, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. He's just like, oh, oh, hello. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a, a production assistant tries to stop Zeus. Mm. She's like, this is a closed set. Like, and because uh, this is, I, I think it's a live broadcast, actually. Yeah. And it uh, is live. Yeah. We, this is also intercut with scenes of uh, Rip and Randy and uh, was it Charlie or whatever uh, at. And, At uh, some house, yes. it's the only house that we ever see them in. But whose house? Who's house? Do you think I like it to is? think that it's is Rip's. it Charlie's house? Like I think is it's it Randy's? Yeah, yeah, weird mm. ornate mm. shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> so we. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, PA tries to stop Zeus, and he he picks her up by the face, and and drops her in a barrel. Um, which is the first kind of like mean thing that we get the the idea that this is this is going to be a villain for us. Mm. And um, then we get a, a a loving shot of Zeus's magnificent unibrow. This thing is <laughs> so mighty. And, and he like, has like Zeus like thing. sort of like shaved. Like the the Z shaved into his, his head yeah. on either side. Yeah. But there's like um, a quick like shot of like the guy with like the like the eye patch. He's like, he's like, oh my God. And he lifts up his eye patch. And it's just like a regular eye. Like it's nothing wrong with it. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, that was a great little, great little bit there. Uh, I was trying to think of what I would do if I had to have something shaved into the side of my head. I don't know that I came up with anything good. Is there anything that you guys would necessarily want? I've always hmm. liked kind of the lightning bolt, the classic lightning bolt that that some folks do. Hmm. That's a good question. Whatever the Sequest yeah. DSV symbol is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Go for the deep cut. Um... I don't know. I do something like uh, I I I rent out space. Like, oh, okay. I, I like that. Like yeah. Ad right there. Nice. Um, that's not a bad plan. No. So Trojan condom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Zeus slowly approaches the ring, and people go to stop him. And Brawl's like, "No, let him fight," kind of thing, and. Uh, Zeus immediately destroys all of the tough guys at once while growl screaming is the best yeah. I could I could uh, summarize that. And this is where we cut to Rip and friends watching the show from home. And uh, Rip's trainer, Charlie, uh, we find out, used to train Zeus. But Zeus was so uncontrollable that, that he had <laughs> to quit. couldn't control. Couldn't control. <laughs> and uh, Zeus, we, he finds out that Zeus later killed someone in the ring and was imprisoned, but now apparently is out well he shows up to the battle of the tough guys thing in the prison outfit it's got the number on it and shit he just has the sleeves ripped off so he probably got out that day yeah um so we uh we go back to the ring side where zeus uh knocks out bubba then rips out a bunch of his hair too which yeah seemed particularly mean uh, there was no sound effects for the hair rip, though, which is what I, I, I noticed. And it made it feel more like a magic trick <laughs> that you would see at a party. It's just like, he, like he puts him down and he's just like, ah, I got, you know, I got his hair. But you're just like, well, you didn't like, did you, were you palming that hair? Like, because it, it, we didn't hear the sounds at all. Um, probably because we had to devote all of our audio text to the Zeus scream growling, <laughs> which permeates 90% of his scenes. Yeah. Um, Brell hops into the ring now and picks up a microphone that had to have been there the whole time 
because he just picks it up off the ground. Which... Uh, so don't do that, by the way. No, because, like, it makes you think, like, was that, like, was that a hot mic? Like, sort of, like, in our terms, was that a mic on? So, yeah, like, it must have. I was mean, it, like, it was, right? <laughs> was it just, like... So you just hear like a bunch of grounding and like the mic being tossed around and like a bunch of fucking feedback. Oh yeah. Like as, as someone who works with audio, that made me so upset just seeing him pick <laughs> up this mic that probably like eight dudes have been dropped, you know, pile driven on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and so he, he t- declares Zeus the winner, but doesn't know his name and Zeus grabs the <laughs> mic and then, like, whispers, like, kind of whisper growls, Zeus, his name into it. And it felt to me like he was trying to kind of seduce us a little bit. Mm. Like, he's just like, he's like, what's your name? Zeus. <laughs> and, you know, just, um, so it was it, it, a fantastic, another fantastic scene. Uh, we get to the next day at Brel's Network. And uh, he is happy about the ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of his staff uh, has a list full of angry telegrams <laughs> from from concerned parents, oh which God. is really funny. He's got like a fistful of them. Um, and, and Brel does not care. He uh, he he's not worried about, you know, because obviously if they're they're angry, they're watching. Um and then we we cut immediately to the very next week battle of the tough guys, and they've got a real host for this one. It's not yeah. Brel this time. And uh, it's, uh, uh, what was it? A dollar store version of uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, this basically this uh, this battle of the tough guys seems to be taking place at an active steel mill. Like there, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, Street Fighter rules. Yeah. Everybody's got their own themed arena. Yeah. Uh, and one of the workers there is is the challenger for this week, and his name is Bloodwrench, or I guess that's his moniker for this, because I nice. assume that's not his, you know, God-given name. <laughs> that's uh, not the <laughs> name he's been given at birth. Yeah. The champion who has come to this industrial arena to battle Bloodwrench on his own turf. Zeus! And, uh... So Zeus, uh, Zeus comes in, of course, wearing a chainmail wife beater. Fantastic. Uh, to which I would reply, that's great for you, but that's not something any of us with body hair can pull off. Because that would just be pinchy. <laughs> but you guys don't think you can pull off the, uh, the uh, chain uh, wife lasers? No, no, I don't think so. Um it's just i oh the, the pinching it would be so much like i am i am like a sasquatch all right like it's bad down there uh i can't do it but then so i, I immediately this is now i know the movie wants us to have no sympathy for zeus throughout this movie mm. but at this point right when he comes in and he's you know like we're supposed to get the idea that he is a dangerous psychopath mm-hmm. Then the very next scene where the match starts and his opponent has a fucking sledgehammer that he's going after him with. I love that weapons are allowed, but some guys just aren't using them. (laughs) And and then I was just like, well, how am I not supposed to root for the guy who is unarmed here? (laughs) Um, So everyone is, is watching this tilt um brell brell's there uh of course being very self-congratulatory to himself 
Ordway, uh, now they're they're up in their their executive view party office. Uh, Ordway is showing off a camera that he got for his birthday. Uh, which video get... is my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, graphic design is my passion. Uh, <laughs> uh, but him messing around with this camera gives Brel an idea and uh, says he's going to um, get Zeus and, and, and Rip. Uh, like he's, he's going to lead, lead them to, together to fight. And we uh, head back to the the brawl here. Uh, Zeus is is beating on Bloodwrench, uh, who is or er, who is now holding a giant wrench. Mm-hmm. At some point, he swapped his his sledgehammer. <laughs> um, Zeus chokes him with it though, and then uh, double fist to the ears punches him into submission. The uh, ref tries to raise his arm in in victory after the fight, and and almost gets uh, destroyed himself. Uh, but Zeus has his own victory pose there. So that's that's pretty cool. And I think as we see this, we see like the sparks from the steel mill coming down around him, which is is a, a nice, mm. nice little uh, uh, add on there. Um, but now uh, we're uh, we're we're back to Sam. We haven't seen <laughs> Sam in a while and she's in a limo. She's assuring someone that things are good. Someone at her, her agency, I assume. Uh, but we will we'll learn a little bit more later. Rip comes uh, out and uh, introduces Sam to Randy because she is kind of pulled up at, at their house, I guess. And Randy's like, oh, woman. Woman, nice. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> because he looks like a fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> I'm so sorry about You're really Wow. Shots fired, all right. I'm so uh, sorry. <laughs> you make more mo- money than I do, so. <laughs> they, um... Uh, so... Rip is in a great outfit here too. It reminds me of like clouds or, or a calm blue ocean. I was really mm-hmm. digging it. It's it's still spandex wrestling wear, but it's 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 kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time, Rip is choosing their their venue because uh, Sam and Rip have more meetings, I guess, to discuss. And uh, they stop in at a your local Greasy Spoon Diner, and of course, the waitress but don't don't they take a plane there? Oh, they do. Yes, I'm sorry. They yeah, have to fly they somewhere. Yeah, pl- they have to fly somewhere <laughs> yeah. and go to a weird little diner. Yeah, it's and this diner scene is pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so good. Should we take a break? Yes. Before we get into, oh, you know what? This is uh, the, the next perfect time yeah. for this because yeah. when we come back, Rip saves a diner and everyone claps. Yeah. <laughs> Nova Scotia a beautiful province with breathtaking scenery and attractions to check out. Now, what would happen if you had three goofballs trying to talk about Nova Scotia, as well as our own shenanigans? Join myself, Gabby, and my co-hosts, Brianne and Sarah, as we talk about some spicy topics on the interwebs and give our listeners a taste of our beautiful province. Check us out every second Thursday on Spotify and SoundCloud. Hey there, cultists. It's Nathan here in post-production. And the next 20 minutes or so, you're going to notice, don't feature Josh. And it's not because Josh wasn't there. He was. It's unfortunately that Josh's audio got lost. This is the only main episode that we have recorded remotely. And we had a little bit of a problem with transferring the files over unfortunately we we lost about 20 minutes of josh's audio here 
So it's going to be me and Gabby for the first little bit here, but don't worry, Josh does come back in. You'll hear when he comes back in. I just wanted to let you know because the next 20 minutes might sound a little odd. I've had to sort of piece it together from Gabby and mine's audio. I don't think it turned out too bad, but it's not quite the same without Josh, of course. But please bear with us. He'll only be gone for a short time. Thanks. Welcome back. It's time to go out for a bite to eat at the diner. The diner that, of course, everyone knows Rip, uh, and they're always glad he he's here. Uh, they they sit down, Sam and Rip, at the, at the restaurant here, and uh, the waitress comes over, and she she knows Rip uh, because he's great. And honey, you couldn't ask for a greater guy. He's an original, all right. Sadie, you're still a whole lot of woman. Oh, stop that, boy. You always say that. You know baby cakes. Now, if I wasn't married, woo-wee, <laughs> turn me loose. And you couldn't run fast enough. You ought to latch onto this one right now, honey. And uh, before they can enjoy their meal, uh-oh, it's an armed robbery. Uh, definitely something Which you is. do at a diner that's probably got, like, what, Three, four hundred dollars cash at most at any one time. It's like, give me all your bacon. <laughs> give me all, give me all the club sandwiches. Are you me, Gabby? Yeah. The robbers burst in. They, uh, you know, nobody move kind of thing. And yeah, the diners look so unfazed. Yeah, this is maybe like a Tuesday like a for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip looks over to, to, to Sam and of course uh, he, he's, he's got a plan. And uh, he tells Sam to hit the floor when he says hit the floor and then immediately says hit the floor. It's it's a yep. great sequence of events. He may have been able to just tell her to hit the floor. But uh, Rip Rip saunters. He stands up and saunters over with no real sense of urgency to uh, a, a bar stool, like a, an unoccupied bar school, stool at the counter, rips it out of the floor and beans a robber with it. What are you going to tell yeah. tell your insurance? I mean, I guess that an insane man uh, attacked the robbers and, and like. I think I'd be like a little bit more upset knowing that my diner is completely trashed. Yeah, so, and I have to pay for all the repairs. Yeah, and I mean, even if she has insurance for the diner, which hopefully she does, there's there's going to be a, a spate of time where she can't make money because the diner yeah. is ruined. And I feel like that is a worse outcome than just they knock over the joint. You claim that on insurance and you go back to selling pies. Like, I, I feel like this is. Yeah. But I think it's better just to burn the whole place down mm, and then start over. I mean, that's always the answer. So, uh, yeah, he he beans a robber with a bar stool and then he throws a line of there's a line of pies on the counter that he throws in the faces of some of the other robbers. And again, this is one of those weird times where the movie shifts into that like eight year old slapstick cartoon, cartoon thing. Like, and yeah. uh, you remember that for some of our, our scenes coming up here. And um, I, I was saying with the way he throws those pies, he could give Boomer a run for his money because he was just they were going with some force there. I feel like him and Boomer might have like one of those like reality TV like spinoff mm. sort of deals. Like I don't know. Like I feel like they would they'd be great like reality TV show duo. <laughs> well, Boomer would certainly add more charisma to the uh, 
See, he uh, he he also uh, fist fights a robber and does the classic table like counter clear with him, drags him along the ca- counter. <laughs> See, he throws another robber through a couple of tables again. Yeah, just uh, causing reparable but uh, definitely expensive damage. And then the the robbers are all you know passed out on the floor or knocked out, and uh, everyone gets up and gives him a sterling round of applause. Uh, but more importantly than that now it's sam's turn to do a little bit of uh of eye fucking because she she wasn't sure about this guy but but watching him recklessly destroy a restaurant uh (laughs) that just really does it does it just yeah so our uh, our fearless hero leaves the diner and uh, they they arrive at their hotel in whatever city they've traveled to. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, they, there's a bit of a, a bit of a mistake. And there's only one room and only one bed at the hotel available. The classic, the classic yeah. romance trope. They head up to the hotel room and start to get kind of ready for bed and sam is in the bathroom and she changes into i don't even know how to describe it but it's it's quite a get up the way like her sleep set it was like definitely like sexy like negligee like this is definitely like lingerie it's like a full like underwire bra which is never never comfortable to sleep in because it digs into your underboob and sometimes the wire can pop out and stab mm. you in the side. And then like, it's like, it keeps you up and like, you, and stuff like that. And it's just, it's not comfortable. Like there's a reason why women and like some like non-binary, whoever wears like bras, like they just rip them off at the end of the day because it's more comfortable to, you know, not wear them. It's definitely like that. Like, um, we definitely have to have her sexy. But then somehow she ends up more dressed than Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I mean, that's not hard. Now it's the middle of the night. Sam wakes up to the bed shaking suspiciously, rhythmically. And we get this whole sort of wide-eyed like, uh-oh, like what's he doing on the other side of the, the divider? And this is Hulk Hogan doing decline push-ups off the bed in the middle of the night. And yeah, it's very, very silly, of course, because this isn't the thing that a normal human being would do. But we are talking about Hulk Hogan, so maybe this is this is fine and normal for him. It's like that, like, it's there's a skit from SNL that with Jason Sudeikis and he's like you know like those like mattress commercials it's like yeah I'll jump on this side of the bed and I'll have a glass of red wine on the other side no disturbance and he goes like it's just basically one masturbation bit after another because like when I'm pounding dough or when I'm like furiously like um juggling dice and he's like making all these like (laughs) movements and it's like or what if i decided to do the worm or something he's like flopping on the bed <laughs> so he's doing his decline push-ups um and uh he he notices that she's she's peeking and uh yeah we we get now um there's a like a mellow saxophone 
that plays over this this nighttime scene yeah. that it I feel like it, it makes us want to think that there's there's going to be something going on here. But Rip lies down on the bed, yeah. uh, which then collapses uh, under his side and catapults Sam on top of him, uh, which she seems to think he somehow did on purpose. Um, but yeah, but then again, he takes up like more than half. Oh, absolutely. The bed. I mean, he's a yeah, he's a monstrous size <laughs> uh, of a man. But he uh, he then I thought gets really, really uh, upset and defensive apropos of not a whole lot here uh, because he he immediately kind of gets up to to go and, and sleep on a, a, a couch out in the lobby of the hotel, which you know, maybe you should have done that beforehand. It's time for for Kurt Fuller to to come in and save us with some more grade A dialogue here because we we cut to uh, I love bro. him. God save me, <laughs> conniving yeah. God females. save me from conniving females and cretinous jock. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude is like sounds like a next level oh, yeah. incel. He's just like those conniving females. females. So yeah, this is where we learn that Sam's agency was hired by Brell and this has all been kind of a setup to to get him I think to fall in love with her so that she could convince him to go to work mm. for the uh, the rival network and so she's I believe on the phone with uh no no, no sorry that she's she's now with Brell like in the, the his office which is really funny like after that line I really thought it was funny that she says that Rip is a nice guy and I was like I bet <laughs> But he's a nice guy. Rel makes a, a line about uh, how he eats nice guys for breakfast. And she replies, not with my mm-hmm. help. Um, he slaps her. She falls on a couch. It was pretty intense. Again, it was. It, it was. Like the, the total shifts of this movie just come at you sometimes. You're just like, oh, okay. And mm-hmm. um, so she flees from the office. He does this weird lean against the door like as soon as she leaves. And he turns back and really gives us a nice camera spike. As, as we we see Sam going to tearfully apologize to Rip, uh, he sees mm-hmm. uh, her or the bruise, right? Like they're they're I they think they're chatting on his floor, which is a, an interesting place to to do that. She says to 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 let it go, right? To to not get too upset about the bruise. Uh, he forgives her because again, Rip is basically Jesus, and. Um, yeah, they they get up and and they he kind of pokes fun at her and she kind of playfully gets mad and then uh, they kind of play fight fall on Rip's couch and then they start making out and Rip's butt turns on the TV to to sports talk, which I think was is funny because we've in our movies we've gotten some really good television exposition scenes. And, and like, mm. if I'm remembering all the way back to trucks, that television that just kind of turns itself on when it has something interesting to say, this is a close second with just Rip's butt uh, bringing us back to the plot here. We get to a, a sports talk television show here where they are inter. It's an interview with Zeus, and Zeus uh, wastes no time here calling out Rip immediately, <laughs> and, and mostly uh, just saying his zooms name, in uncomfortably right? like over close and. We leave Rip's house here to go to a children's grade school kind of athletics day. Sports oh for my kids. God. See, I figured, uh, like, I couldn't figure out what this was because it was like potato sack races, but it also looked like some track and field stuff. It kind of reminds me of like boomers going back to taking Beverly Hills, like boomers oh, yeah. post credit sports fun thing. 
So as we uh, as we, <coughs> we scan over our our generic children's sports for kids, uh, we we get Rip's voiceover here. It was clearly done in post, and uh, because he's just saying generic platitudes, uh, like "you're both winners" and like "try hard," and because he's he's supervising. Once the camera catches up with him, he's he's supervising um, some kids that are are practicing wrestling. Wrestling. Rest, wrestling and um we get another just so g willikers wholesome shot of rip here where he's he's lifting up a couple of kids into the air while everyone claps again and uh this uh this is interrupted by a uh, helicopter that comes in to crash the kids athletic fair we get a wondrous slow-mo once the helicopter lands of zeus flanked by uh brell ordway and unger as they dramatically stride kind of through this whipped up dust of the helicopter. Zeus has got some outfits in this movie. He's got a, a good one here where he's got a giant uh, Zed belt on. That was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So Rip here uh, is, is, you know, standing on the opposite side. He's got one arm out as if to protect the 200 children that are standing around him yeah. uh, gawking. It's like... He's, he's afraid Zeus is just going to start, like, picking up kids <laughs> and, like, tearing into him. Like, um... <laughs> uh, so Zeus comes up face to face with Rip, uh, breathes heavily at him. Brel comes kind of in beside both of them, saying that Zeus, Zeus awaits the answer to his challenge. Then immediately states that Rip has refused the challenge. And now Zeus is the undisputed champion of the world. This happens within like three seconds. And I'm just like, I don't know that that's how any of this works, but okay. Rip given a lot of side eye here while the, uh, like the, the kids are also disappointed, right? Like the, the kids are like, Oh, come on, Rip. Before the, the scene changes, we see, we see Charlie's, uh, voice, uh, that kind of brings us into the next where he's, uh, he's saying that, that, you know, Rip's doing the right thing by not fighting Zeus and uh rip is there being like no every, everyone thinks zeus would beat me kind of thing and then we get sam this is this one caught me off guard here sam uh <laughs> at, in the parking yeah so she's a she's yeah like the yeah, attempted yeah. will sort of trigger trigger alert for uh people coming into this there's like an yes, attempted like right rape now. scene. <laughs> yeah Right out. It's this is like again like one of those tonal shifts that like mm-hmm. just threw me off. And I think the guy like the the goon goes like I think it's either Mr. Brown Mr. or Mr. Brell yes, says it's party that is the time. Line. Yeah. There, oh, there's so much here. So yeah. So Sam gets out of her car in a parking garage and immediately gets gets jumped by this this random goon um, saying Mr. Brown ah! says it's party time. <sighs> I've never had to hire goons, hitmen, rapists for hire. Not not a thing that's ever occurred in my life. The no, not, not yet. the The very first thing I would make sure of, though, is that you're not going to mention me during whatever uh, yeah. terrible crime I'm asking you to commit. Maybe don't do that. So, of course, she starts screaming and, and like he's trying to force her to the ground. Uh, we cut to Rip uh, out on a, a motorcycle for a ride, mm-hmm. and and so he's just he's just puttering around. We cut back to the the attacking scene here, which we should mention is in broad daylight in the middle of the day in a parking lot that is partially open, like it's the bottom floor of a parking garage, but it is it is open to 
the rest of of, of the uh, the outside. So the the goon is trying to get her clothes off, uh, and Rip happens to pull pull in. So the the dude kind of runs off. Rip pulls up to Sam and gives the like of all of his dialogue in this movie the <laughs> most wooden. Are you all right? Like it was just so. Does she look like she's okay? Clearly not, but. He, he doesn't stop and wait for her to answer either because he's got to run over this dude with a motorcycle. Um, so he begins chasing him through the, the parking lot, hits him with a bike as he gets outside the garage. And then the, the dude is struggling to, to get up. Rip then revs the cycle and scoops him up on the front of it, to which he then has the line, Harley, me, you and the tree and drives across the street and catapults him from the, the front of the, the Harley uh, by stopping quickly uh, into a nearby tree. The whole time he's doing this, he is oh laughing God. like someone who has read about laughing before, but never actually done it, I think. But this is the thing. We, we go from, again, an attempted rape to him doing this this slapstick catapulting a bad guy into a tree like this is this movie has yeah. no goddamn idea who what it's doing the guy hits the tree full face on falls to the ground motionless probably dead we're never gonna see him again so i'm gonna assume he dies no. uh rip goes back to comfort sam and uh and then we 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 leave them kind of recovering for Randy and his friend, who I believe is Craig. Oh, I wrote it down later on because I, I took me a while to find his name. I think it's Craig. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's name. not important. It's like he's. Craig, I think it okay, is yeah. Craig. I think it is Craig. Okay. So I see a Craig. Yeah, here. it's definitely Craig then. Yeah. So Randy and Craig. Uh, Craig, yeah. I think we've seen in the background once or twice. He's just as important as mm-hmm. you, I make him out to be. Uh, they're going to go see Zeus mm-hmm. fight to kind of scout him a little bit. Not to, they could have watched this on television, but whatever. You do you, Randy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is at a train manufactory. I I don't even know what to call. I guess it's just where they make trains because they're working on a couple of what look like subway trains. It, uh, workers. You know what? Like some parts of this film, I find can be deeply homoerotic because, <laughs> like, the idea of like chains, men in leather, all oiled up, and like the secrecy of going to sneaking like, these out, places. yeah, like maybe, yeah, maybe Randy's. Oh, looking he's for looking a little, for more than a yeah, okay, extra. Okay. Actually, I meant to bring this up, but when I f- I had to rewind a couple times because when um, Brel's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum employees are looking for the bathroom there's like these two guys they looked like they were like in a bit of like a romantic moment oh like, i didn't i didn't catch that unless unless that was like my weird perverse i know like you you do like to but... you do like to get us to think about the characters in in different and often somewhat gay ways in 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 these movies so you know like sometimes gay is better <laughs> Gay is in, gay is hot, I need gay. Uh, yeah, we, we get some more, like, this is another real Street Fighter vibe one. Uh, Zeus is again fighting a guy who has a weapon. Everyone seems to be legitimately <laughs> trying to kill Zeus in the ring. I know he's the villain, but there was several points in this movie where I was like, is he 
really that bad? Like, I don't know that that he is. And this is this whole segment is going to be one of those times because, yeah. So Zeus, of course, is is indestructible. So he, he is just destroying this fat man in suspenders, who I think, again, is an employee here where there's a bunch of people gathered around trying to because no one ever roots for Zeus in this movie. Not a single soul does. Uh, but Zeus always, you know, beats his opponent anyway. So Randy and uh, Craig are watching this. Randy looks real unimpressed. I thought maybe perhaps he he saw it as a, a mockery of the peerless sport of uh, sports entertainment products. That is professional wrestling. But <laughs> I I feel like Randy kind of gives you like the vibes like he's like the born again Christian mm. sort of dude. He was in jail for like a little <laughs> bit, but like now he's he wrestles for <laughs> he Christ. Wrestles for Christ. Is it bad? Yes. I desperately want someone to to take up this act because this would be hilarious. <laughs> so the this scene was nice because there was an actual ambulance already parked there, and I thought that was that was some some good thinking for once. Mm. Uh, Zeus finishes uh, kicking this guy's ass. I believe this dude was named Rebar. Is is his uh, wrestling name? <laughs> and uh, and everyone hates Zeus for for beating him. Zeus chases the crowd away, and then uh, Brel, Ordway, and Unger, the, the the terrible trio here, emerge from the TV truck nearby. And again, this was a thing of like, you guys are all executives, network executives. You don't have to be on site for these things. They have crews. You don't know how to work any no. of the equipment in that truck. He's like that sort of like producer that will just like mm. breathe over you, just like <laughs> so never leaves you alone. Randy and uh, Craig, uh, because Zeus has chased away the crowd, including them, kind of flee into uh, Brel and, and Co. And uh, when they all get up, um, Brel uh, notices Randy wearing a rip T-shirt. And he thinks that he's like a converted fan, right? And he was just like, yeah, we're getting Rips fans. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be. And Ran- Randy's buddy just throws him under the largest bus here because he's like no this guy's rips uh, yeah <laughs> like craig what are you doing and it's it's funny because like you have these execs go like okay fucking grab him yeah grab they, him, they get two security guys to immediately like, uh basically commit assault by yeah. by just without cause grabbing these two guys and kid yeah and kidnapping also because like the actor playing randy looks he he's buff and he looks like he could like easily break away from this cop, but he doesn't for plot plot reasons. Basically, Brel's like, you should take take them over to meet Zeus. Like he loves you know he loves meeting fans kind of thing. Watch like Zeus be like the the sweetest. I know that's what I wanted. Uh, so Brel Brel yeah. goes over there and he is <laughs> like Zeus is just being angry, standing as he does. And uh, he says, guess who this is, uh, pointing at Randy. Zeus's response was good. I don't guess, just emphatically. Just, Zeus don't uh, guess. And Randy Randy here doesn't immediately volunteer his name, so Brel, like, punches him or slaps him. Yeah, just backhands the kid. But also, the kid looks like he oh, absolutely. the shit out of Brel. Zeus, so Zeus learns that, yeah, Randy's his, his brother. And then Zeus calls Rip Yellow, which I think was a super antiquated term even in the 80s doesn't randy hit so yeah this is okay i have a huge problem with this zeus calls rip yellow he's like your brother's yellow and Mm -hmm. and 
which is a hilarious insult. Like, I, it's hard to even take seriously, mm-hmm. especially coming from this big, huge man. And so uh, Craig immediately tells Randy not to do anything stupid. And, and Randy does, does something, something stupid, stupid immediately. And this was the, another reason why I was like, I, Zeus was kind of justified for for most of the things that he oh. does in this movie. Not everything, but most of the things. Because Randy hits him multiple times before Zeus um, yeah. hits him back. Basically, Randy uh, punches him in the face several times. Zeus then grabs Randy's neck and lifts him up and does some kind of bird call screeching at him. This is the best way I can describe <laughs> it. So Randy, yeah, manages to get free with the Randy roll. Uh, he, he does does a few moves and then gets the absolute shit kicked out of him. And yeah. Zeus Zeus gets worked up here with with this. Um, Brel looks like happy mm-hmm. frightened. Like he's just like, ooh. And but like he also like. Like he has like a horrified <laughs> boner. Like he's just like, this shouldn't turn me but on. It, it, yeah. But it is. <laughs> I am learning some things about myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think the uh, life-sized yeah. poster of Zeus uh, replaced the life-sized poster of Rip in, in his bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we cut here to Rip uh, tearing the door, tearing a door off of its hinges. And he is looking for Zeus uh, in a gym, which it looks to be Zeus's personal training gym. As soon as Rip gets in the door, loud music starts blaring from a, a nearby speaker that seems to cause Rip physical pain. Uh, he, he then tears the speaker out of the wall and continues screaming for Zeus. Uh, finally, he, he comes across that television by the, like ringside for his, his at his training ring, playing yeah. that that motivational tape. saying that Rip said some nasty shit about him. Yeah, he he goes a little wild here. Rip knocking over weight racks, kicks down a door, and then we hear Brell's voice over kind of a PA system taunting him, and we see an immobile Zeus in the corner of kind of a, an aerobics room. That's that's got like mirrors at the back. Rip charges it, but it's only a Zeus hologram as displayed by a slide projector. Oh my god! Yeah, because he he runs into he runs into basically a mirrored wall, I think, and 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 smashes some some, some mirrors. Um, this, it was the craziest shit. We hear uh, Brell's distorted laughter as as the projector displays Zeus's image over Rip's face, which I thought might be about the most artistic shot that that movie does. Uh, Maybe representing that, you know, Zeus lives rent free now in in Rip's head. And uh, but we're what we're hearing because we heard Brell uh, before, but it was it was taped. Now we're hearing him live because he's, he's able to talk with Rip over the loudspeaker. And uh, we we cut to Brell and his boys in his office, and they're they're just having fun messing with Rip at this point. Rip is destroying the rest of the gym, uh, destroys a neon Zed, and notices a security camera that they're watching him through, and he throws an Olympic bar javelin mm-hmm. style to to take it out. I think Rip should at least be kicked out of the league because he's caused so much damage. Zeus isn't even. No, Zeus isn't even there. He's like destroying the dude's mm. personal gym. He not even don't even want to bring up the yeah. fucking restaurant well, or diner that's been the, destroyed. The worst part about all of this is Rip and Zeus wrestle in different organizations. They're not 
Like there, there, there should be yeah. no. It's it's insane. Brell's obsession with Rip is such that even though he's got mm. this huge hit on his hands with Battle of the Tough Guys, and he's got a legitimate superstar that everyone seems to at least love to hate uh, in Zeus, he mm. just can't can't leave Rip alone. <laughs> but basically, the the gist here is that that Brell basically says, "I want you to fight Zeus." at a, kind of a time and place of my choosing. And uh, Rip basically agrees to it because he needs, now he needs to get revenge for Randy. Yeah. Then we uh, we see Randy in the hospital and Rip is is over by his bedside. Um, yeah. Sam and Charlie are there too, kind of in the room <clears throat> further on, sitting on, on some comfy chairs. Sam is reading and looks so bored. <laughs> I love the hospital. Like it looks like Randy's just fucking sleeping. Like he doesn't have any tubes in him. It looks he looks hurt, but he doesn't look like he's close to death. Sam's reading a book that says "men who" and she's covering up the third word, and the bottom one looks like love. So it's either can or can't. <laughs> either one is a very interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, I would feel like. See, going up was like. Going back to like the comment that she made, like you're always building up walls or something like that, and then like you, going you to this, it seems like they've been in a relationship than I ever could. <laughs> yeah, it's like it seems like they've been in a relationship for years, and they're just trying to get over a rough patch. Because she's like, she looks like she's reading a self help book. Like yeah. they're yeah, they're this they're this close to getting divorced. They still love each other like very much, but. They're, they're just yeah, trying to, you know. I need to read this out. book to understand my husband more. <laughs> yeah. My his, husband in his, his weird shallow form. emotional ways. Yeah. Why does he always do push ups um, on the bed? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we do find out he's he is not emotionally mm-hmm. shallow as Hulk Hogan. Uh, sorry, uh, the Academy Award goes to Terrence <laughs> Balea uh, <laughs> for his uh, crying oh. scene, which, which I have a I have a picture of. Uh, like a, <laughs> I took a picture of like a t- my TV with that years ago mm-hmm. when I first saw this movie and put that on my Instagram, and I was like, nice. the feeling I felt when I couldn't go back in time to see this movie all over again, <laughs> fresh. So, from that point. Um, while doing like looking at this movie's like um, Wikipedia and there's like a critical response but here's a some passages from the Philadelphia Inquirer's Desmond Ryans he says and I quote for months now Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro has have been sitting in their dens nervously clutching their Oscars they knew that an unprecedented challenge was looming to their preeminent standing among American actors. The arrival of Hulk Hogan in his first starring role in a movie. Rumor had it, and no hold bard confirms that the great man would do a love scene and even essay an emotional breakdown at the, has- at the hospital bed of his crippled brother. There is no limit to what the Hulk can do on stage and screen. After so all, it's like an onion article. <laughs> it is. After all, who's going to summon the nerve to tell him he can't? He may one day want to try Hamlet. And I can see the billing now. Hulk Hogan versus Felonius Polonius. But for what I hope is a safe distance, let me point out a few things about Hulk's no work and no hold bards. It needs more Hulk. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly that like the first part of that was just absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. And then here's one. Clearly, Hulk is a man of many parts. Though one of them should include a part in another movie. It's all right, Justin and Robert. You can go back to sleep now. <laughs> nice. So. Um, yeah, Rip, Rip has his his bedside moments. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's telling Randy he's proud of him for standing up to Zeus slash assaulting Zeus without any cause whatsoever. But, you know, yeah. whatever. We're going to overlook that. Uh, Randy wakes up from his his uh, his coma slash nap. And uh, yeah, we get we get so so many tears, <laughs> and then uh, cruelly we are we are ripped too early from from this scene to to head over to the World Television Network, uh, Brell's uh, network, where he uh, stands in the s- middle of a silver ring, uh, announcing the match of the century. Rip will fight mm-hmm. Zeus. And now we get a bit of a it's a weird training slash recovery montage here. Because Zeus is just training, mm-hmm. and and our, our opening shot here uh, is Zeus punching apart hanging cinder blocks to train, which uh, <laughs> points for style. Yeah. I don't know how effective it is, but it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, just his hands are all like hands. broken and bloody when he comes <laughs> yeah. to the fight. Just, I'm gonna have to slap you with my <laughs> right. forearms. <laughs> just oh god, Zeus oh, don't god. punch no more. <laughs> So, just as somebody's broken many bones, I know the feeling of having like a broken arm and like moving it. So just the Ooh. thought of you like, I've never broken. It's just uh, gross. I've never broken a major bone. I've I broke my thumb once, and that was it. Yeah, I've I've broken a rib. I know, Gabby, yeah. you're like a, you're a pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glass bones, Joe over here. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we are our, our open to the montage is probably the best part of the montage, which is him punching apart cinder blocks. Uh, meanwhile, Rip is helping the doctors with some kind of water treatment for Randy, uh, which is hilarious because Rip is dressed for a wrestling match still because he he always is, but he's there with like doctors <laughs> dressed in actual and like helping them get Randy put in there. Uh, I, so I I respect the commitment to the bit there. Uh, back to Zeus, who is listening to Brell's motivational tape again. And on a seated row machine, uh, which seemed like a, a bit of a step down from the cinder blocks, but I can't. I guess you can't go like a hundred percent all the time. Uh, we get another Randy recovery shot here. I think this is one where he's trying to learn to walk again. Or no, there's there's another one before that. He's moving, wiggling some toes or some shit. Um, Zeus on a different rowing machine, which is weird. You couldn't find another. It was cinder blocks or rowing machines apparently for this montage. So we got two rowing machines. <laughs> And then we got Randy learning to walk again uh, and them celebrating that. And so those are our, it just just like Rocky, basically, the, the, the training montages. That's it's pretty much exactly as I remember it. And uh, then we headed back to the TV studio, Ordway and Unger. Uh, they're kissing a little bit of ass while the executives tour the set. Uh, one of the executives that we saw earlier in the movie asks uh, the forbidden question of what if Rip wins? And uh, Brell in- enforces emphatically that Rip will not win this match. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's not, not going, going to win. Um, yeah, everything about it's just he's just oh, feasting yeah. on the scenery. But it's so it's so welcome it's so in this is, yeah. in this movie 
because like I said, like Hulk is sort of sees himself in a Rocky movie and is taking it like too seriously. And Kurt Fuller <laughs> yes. knows exactly what <laughs> fucking movie he's in and is like super big and over the top. Well, Kurt Fuller is almost more playing to what mm-hmm. wrestling is like at that time and, and at other times. And Hulk is, yeah, just taking himself too seriously and not doing the wrestling things. But then the times where he does do like the weird growling and stuff, it's kind it's like removed from how silly wrestling is into this other weird world (laughs) (laughs) that just isn't it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. the yeah brell now pulls ordway and unger aside and uh he makes some cryptic evil plan references basically that we'll we'll see come to fruition very soon we get an outside shot of the TV studio uh, where the VIP guests are arriving, including Rip and his crew. So we have Rip him's. It seems like all of the guests. I are think VIP. so. Yeah. Because there's yeah. not no. a very big audience area when we see the actual thing. When you think of like yeah. WrestleMania, it's a huge it, stadium. They fill up as much of it as they can. Maybe it's like sort of like the octagon where it's just. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of people. And, and I think it is. I guess it's like a Met, yeah. it's like the Met Gala fucking people showing up is what it looks like. Everybody's like in oh they're dressed to the nines and shit. Yeah. There was some oh, good, there was some yeah. good outfits in, the, in there uh, that I noticed. <laughs> and as awful as this is, I think just the shot of like buff like Mark Pellegrino just like <laughs> wielded by his girlfriend. It yeah. is yeah. pretty hilarious. fucking funny because it 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 literally is like you know, that is something that does still have the the DNA of wrestling. Like they would bring in a guy in a wheelchair and he's going to get fucking like body slammed or something (laughs) like, you know, to to create the need for revenge at next week's Monday night raw, like shit like that. So, but yeah, it is pretty funny that he's in his little suit, his neck brace. (laughs) Rip's entourage, uh, include himself, Sam, uh, Randy, who has been wheeled being wheeled by his unnamed girlfriend, and Craig again, uh, and Charlie, who has the like little like, yeah, yeah. love tap. <laughs> He's got Just a, a sh- little tiny shiner on his face. Considering <laughs> yeah. it's all his fault. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, so Rip's got to get ready. Uh, the crew gets into an elevator. Um, and uh, so this is this is not with Rip, but they they get into an elevator. Uh. And as they get out of the elevator, so the the wheelchair and the girlfriend go first, uh, and then Craig is standing along, and uh, Charlie goes, and then Sam is the last out of the elevator, and two uh, security guards body block her, and and like walk her back, push her into the elevator again, and it's so weird because the the rest of the crew is just like, what is happening? Almost in slow motion. Because this, well, in, it needs to be, I guess. In, uh, yeah, in Randy's defense, he can't turn around because he's like, "What's going on, guys?" <laughs> Randy I gets a pass. The rest on? of you, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Randy. But, but I mean, Craig is yeah. a fucking moron, and I don't know this other That's chick true, we yeah. just met. Um, so. so Sam yeah. is brought into the executive viewing chamber where. Ordway does his best kind of villainous intro here, like he's been cribbing notes from. Uh, from Brell, but he, mm-hmm. he can't really uh, uh, pull it off as successfully. But basically, they're they're gonna keep her there as insurance that Rip loses, right? They've got they've got her as basically uh, a blackmail. Um, and and I, I yeah. we haven't really talked about it, but I love Kurt Fuller's. Uh, TV That's good, right? 
It's got a little bar in it. It's It's awesome. Great. Like, yeah. 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 It's a cool, like, bad guy, like, windowless office. Uh, love, like, it's got that sunken mm-hmm. living room vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm pretty fucking into it. And uh, Unger. Do you think he, that's where he goes to be alone with his <laughs> little wrestling cutouts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just like, takes uh, the, the wrestling cutouts, like, ha- aiming them all at him while he, like, watches Caligula and Master <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's like the like melancholic um <laughs> classical in the background like puts, on, puts on a mask of rip's face and stands in a mirror and jerks off <laughs> he tucks his penis but behind his oh, legs like, buffalo bill oh, buffalo no. bill and he's, and he's wearing, oh, fuck he's me like, would you fuck oh. rip i'd fuck rip <laughs> would you fuck me i'd fuck oh rip my God. <laughs> yeah i'm uh, so hard <laughs> <laughs> my little jock ass yeah <laughs> and he's just like he's just like yeah flexing yeah oh, God. yeah uh so it, it, um we're okay yeah we, off the path here we, we always we stray far. far from god uh yeah unger uh unger calls brell to let him know that they have successfully kidnapped sam uh then brell plays a little bit of like telephone tag he uh he immediately calls rip in Rip's dressing room, um, kind of while Randy and Craig burst in to tell Rip what happened, and uh, so this is this is a good little segue here to to the funnest fun fact that I found out, and uh, this is one nine hundred four five four Hulk was a number that you could call in nineteen ninety one. It actually ran until nineteen ninety three to hear a new inspirational message each day. And play the Hulk Hogan WWF Challenge game. Yeah, and you oh you would play this game for a chance to meet the Hulkster himself, and uh, it was only a uh, dollar forty nine per minute and ninety ninety uh, for the first minute, uh, and then uh, ninety nine cents per minute after. And it was the most dialed nine hundreds number from nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety three. So yeah. There was shitloads mm-hmm. of those. There was like Santa oh, yeah. ones. Uh, I remember other, those. Like, I random remember those characters and shit. Yeah, I didn't really know about them until uh, like recently. I started see- people were putting up the commercials for all these different random nine hundreds. And then I think there was also like some videos I watched where people were kind of pouring through like the weirdest of old commercials. And that my mom something. let me call one when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was really like was five or six. Um, it wasn't, no, it was, uh, it, there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh my and God. you could, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't remember it more of like, I have the memory of calling and being so psyched that I was actually going to hear. I think it was Leonardo that I was most excited to hear about from. And I think oh it was, yeah, I think it was messages from each of the turtles in turn, just to kind of keep you on the line longer. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. real slow. <laughs> so yeah. that that's mine. Cow Bunga. I didn't hear you say it with me. Tom. Say it with uh, me this time. Just Cow. like just like <laughs> real slow. Yeah. Now Splinter does the vagina monologues from start to finish. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck! I think <laughs> 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 oh, 
my god. <laughs> I'm also end. sick. I'm also sick, by the uh. way. <laughs> and, it, and at the end of each <laughs> one of the stories, he's like, I made it funny. <laughs> Oh my god. Or would it be oh no, I'm not gonna go there, never mind. Um <laughs> No, do it. Would it, do it no, pussy. it's not funny. No. Alright. It's not <laughs> Josh is Bro- like Bro <laughs> calls Rip. Uh he he tells Rip to throw the fight after ten minutes. And uh then <sighs> Rip kinda hangs up the phone and then he, he sends his A team of Craig and Charlie to go find Sam. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, I guess when, when that's all you've got, that's what all you've got. And did they, did they send up Randy as well? I don't think so. I think Randy. Or my, no, like, Randy's yeah, Randy, audience. Yeah. Cause yeah, Randy, that's right. Randy has some <laughs> fucking yeah. time to shine here. Um, <laughs> coming up. So the match is about to start. And now the world television network proudly presents a brutal, unconventional contest. A no holds barred, no quarter given, fight to the finish. Ladies and gentlemen, the challenger, the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion, Rip! And uh, Rip is first into the ring here. Uh, the crowd loves him. He, he has the crowd on his side from, from start to finish here. They, they, they love, love him. And uh, Bro has kind of, he's, he's back in, in kind of the uh, control room, which is on... It's like a raised room above where the the main stage is and and the seating is, so it kind of overlooks the whole thing. And he uh, he he's got kind of an evil chuckle going on here. Uh, and I know you guys want to talk about this. So Zeus's arrival in in the scene here, uh, like he's auditioning for Masters of the Universe and just nailing the shit out of it. He. I like that the announcer says, well, wouldn't you be scared looking into the eyes of that? And then it yeah. hard cuts over to Zeus looking like he's been fucking, he's coming after Goku does, right? <laughs> Big old shoulder pads on him. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's oh, so, fuck. so good. Um, and uh, yeah, so Zeus, he's got, and it's just like his, his, upper torso that has this this weird looking armor on but it, it just kind of comes comes apart and comes off of him uh as he he enters the ring here the the announcer is in the ring kind of doing his his pre pre fight hype and uh he gets backhanded out of the ring uh by zeus oh my and God. uh they they come face to face as <sighs> the uh the bell dings and we we reach the the climactic fight of this movie and uh, boy, this goes on. <laughs> yeah, it does go on for way too long. It's like twenty five <laughs> minutes of of the movie, like, and it's why you know they were able to write it over the fucking weekend because it's like thirty pages yeah. that don't have dialogue. <laughs> you, just, you have pages of Rip growls, Zeus growls, Rip rips, Rip screams angrily. Like it's it's all just. Yeah. And the audience, everybody else is yeah. just saying, yeah, get them and shit um, like that. Like, it doesn't really yeah, have so, so Fuck. I keep laughing about it in my head. I have to say what that okay. joke I wasn't going to say is. <laughs> we'll we'll not, bleep it if it's, it's not, not appropriate. It's not funny and it's so stupid. Because I said he'd say I made it funny because that's his classic line. But it's the vagina monologue. So would he say I made a cunny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with yeah. the splinter voice. Yeah. 
It's not funny. That's why I didn't want to say it, but I'm, sick. I'm like laughing to myself like a psychopath. <laughs> I was like, I have to share it. It's too stupid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just the fact that Splinter knows the word funny is really funny to me. Like, think about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are teenagers. They're on, like, TikTok saying the most heinous shit. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, or they're on, like, the Call of Duty, like... Oh, yeah, saying, like, <laughs> racist shit. Like. <laughs> uh, all right, we get into our, uh, yeah, our fight Back here. Zeus fight. strikes first, uh, <laughs> yes. hits Rip to the ground, and uh, Rip is wearing his his championship belt, I think in this in rip's world it is still the wwf that he is he is champion of it's it's never explicitly said i don't think but they did say uh, yeah. i can maybe check here but they did say what it was when he was in, in the that initial fight initial okay. fight um but zeus takes his his championship belt and, and whacks him with it oh okay, no it yeah. is wwf yeah he is um yeah. the the executives are having a great time watching this and, and kind of basking in the ratings numbers um which is, is fun i wasn't sure if they had live rating numbers at, at the time but they probably did um then we we get cut back to zeus strangling rip with with rip's own bandana um he oh he stomps God. on rip's hand uh which should break just about every bone in it uh but rip is basically unaffected by this and um brell is up in the uh the control room just talking mad shit to no one in particular he's he's <laughs> loving this um so rips rips in a in a tough way at the the start of this match here he looks over to randy from the mat you know because randy is his rock and uh randy says come on rip try do you want to come back in the ring here randy <laughs> yeah 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 after yeah, you give this yeah. shot there wheels <laughs> <laughs> which he kind of yeah. does his pinky he starts start to move. move. He starts to the the power yeah. of wrestling heals him. <laughs> the power of wrestling yeah. in Jesus has um, healed him. I'm still convinced Randy is going to turn into like that super yeah. Christian. Well, what's that like power team where they rip phone books in half oh for my Jesus? God, yes. Yeah. Remember power team? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that was by far the most brutal thing in the match so far was just Randy being like, "Hey, could you could you try a little rip?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you like maybe like yeah. try to do better? Uh, so you're making us we, look bad. Uh, we head back to the executive room here where Sam has a plan. Uh, that plan is to just get up and sneak out while everyone's distracted, and it it's gonna work like a charm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, very much so. Does there? I, I did love the comical like when the guard like dives for her, and he just manages to get his fingers onto the edge of the fucking oh, like yeah. elevator door. Like, have you ever tried to pull back it up? Like, it's <laughs> no. not that hard. Oh, I guess he no. didn't hit the part he that didn't, like yeah, is I was the gonna say he didn't. Yeah, where it's no. like if you press that, then it won't close. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, she she manages to get away and get down to, to ringside to as extra moral mm -hmm. support for for rip the power of friendship and wrestling <laughs> and jesus are gonna yeah. pull through today yeah. my um, friends so yeah she she won't arrive ringside for a little bit here but in the meantime uh zeus is strangling rip here 
and he is just supernaturally strong because he is able to one arm lift Rip, who like he's got to be mm-hmm. in the high two hundred pounds. Um, and I was oh, like, it must have yeah. been all the rowing machines because that's that's just wildly strong. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but this is where we get Rip making his his first first kind of comeback here. Uh, he he kind of gets a second wind, starts kicking and punching <clears throat> Zeus. Um, this uh, interspersed with this, we've had Sam making her escape there. Uh, all of the executives and the security guards kind of give chase here, and uh, Sam is running around aimlessly. And she, yeah, she finds an elevator, just gets the door closed in time. All of the 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 execs and the security guards run downstairs to try and head her off. Uh, we get back to the match. Zeus uh, starts catching Rip's punches. Tries to kill Rip with a oh, yeah, yeah, pipe. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first they, first he 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 catches Rip's punches and they have a real groan off. Like he he you know he's he's got he's squeezing Rip's and they're both there going <laughs> looking up into the heavens. Um, uh, Rip gets head head butted a bunch. Um, the announcers wondering out, out loud, "Is this the end?" And uh, Sam is in the slowest elevator in the world during all of this, and. Uh, now we the the elevator opens and uh, Sam immediately gets jumped by all of the the execs and the guards, uh, who in turn though get jumped by Craig and Charlie, and they uh, they they take them all down with the help of a fire extinguisher that Charlie hits. I think at least Ordway and one of the uh, security guards with. And uh, back at the match, Zeus is trying to take Rip's face off. Uh, the crowd is desperately trying to get him back in the fight. Uh, and then, uh, Rip is lying on the mat. He's dazed. And this is where Zeus starts taking apart the ring and he rips up one of the corner poles. And I, I finally like realized, I was like, oh, he finally wants a weapon of his own. He is, he's realized that the weapon is the advantage in this. Uh, and he tries to murder Rip on television right now. Like there's no other outcome here because he's got like a a pole that's like a jagged at one end and cause he's, he's ripped it up Yeah, and he puts it, uh, so that he's going to basically put it through Rip's face. Um, (laughs) luckily though, Rip gets out of the way. Um, and this is where Sam makes her way ringside. Uh, Zeus abandons the pole idea cause he, he kind of shoves it through the, the, the mat and loses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I love that even though Sam gets to ringside, this still no. isn't quite where Rip manages to rally because Zeus grabs him and starts yeah. crushing yeah, his Zeus head. Zeus is trying to take <laughs> his face right off again. Um, yeah. Brell is uh, still still upstairs, sees Sam, and, and kind of frantically makes a phone call. Um, Zeus here is trying to yeah like uh, snap Rick's, Rip's neck, um, but he he ends up throwing him to the mat, and then he steps on his neck. Uh, Charlie here comes down ringside and he distracts Zeus by basically saying like I think I never could get through to you good for nothing kind of you know uh, so Zeus just kicks him in the face yeah uh, he yeah. comes back to yeah. screw you dad <laughs> comes back to stomp on Rip's head but Rip catches his leg um, uh, Rip gets up for a second gets knocked back down uh, the, then, then we start to see the power of friendship emerge here. Cause Randy, Sam and the crowd, they all cheer to give Rip strength to fight on. 
Um, more growling and crazy eyes here happen. Uh, but what we see Rip is charging up kind of Super Saiyan. And uh, Zeus turns around and, and, and hits Rip, but Rip is now at least like Super Saiyan level three or four because he's impervious to damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really the power of hulking up. Um, Rip. Uh, yeah. It's steroids. Rip catches Zeus's punches now. And uh, and he, he kind of looks to to Randy for one more hit of that, that sweet power of friendship that they've got going on. And then he uh, headbutts Zeus and, and punches him a bunch. Uh, mugs the camera for everything it's worth as he lifts Zeus overhead, slams him in the mat. Uh, Zeus recovers, tries to choke him, but it doesn't work. And now Zeus is all blurry. Uh, he can't fight back. Uh, Rip kind of charges him from across the ring and two fist bonks him on the head. Just looks as hilarious as, 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 as it sounds, quite frankly. Um, and he knocks Zeus out of the ring. And this had been, it'd been a while since I saw this movie. I was, I was like, oh, right. Like, is this the final, like, that's, that's his head bonk. That's his signature head bonk, no. right? We're done here. Isn't that like called like the Samoan skull? It probably has a proper name. There, it, it, there's a, there's, it's probably has like nine yeah. different fucking names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just remember someone talking about like specifically with like Samoan or Pacific Islander wrestlers like oh, The Rock. Okay. Where someone would go and they'd like headbutt him, but they'd be like, oh, God. Because um, I think they made the wrestling notion that uh, their heads are. Oh, okay. This... Which is like. They do stupid shit like that. Logan Paul, because he like was in UFC and, or boxing or whatever, broke his hand and he's got like metal pins in his hand. They, they act like that gives him an advantage. Like he has a, like a metal hand, <laughs> like a fucking supervillain. Like Logan that's a Paul, current like... thing, and that's a current thing in wrestling, right? Yes, that Logan Paul. Oh wow, he's like actually a pretty good wrestler. <laughs> he's like a high flyer. He's done some crazy shit. Um, yeah, wow, wow. So, <laughs> I I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Wrestling's weird. Uh, Cindy Lauper participates in wrestling in the first <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> she's what? in a bunch of wrestling. She yeah, she's like a manager oh and loves God. wrestling, and she just like plays along in the stories. But yeah, she like gets into a fight in the first wrestling. That's fantastic. I love uh, it. So Zeus, uh, Zeus is out, but but he kind of snaps back as Rip jumps down towards him. Uh, Rip grabs his head. Um, and uh, Zeus kind of picks picks him up and and, and hits hits him some. Um, but then Zeus tries to leave the studio. Um. And he kind of fucks up Randy a bit more on his way out too. I think he like he knocks over. Oh him. yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. fucking throws him out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and, like Randy's <laughs> just like on the ground it's really sobbing. Funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Rip uh, Rip gives chase. Zeus throws a man at him, which again fantastic. <laughs> they uh, they fight up the stairs from the ring as uh, as Brel is watching from from the uh, control room. And uh, now Zeus kind of gets the better of Rip. He he knocks him over a railing and down the stairs. And uh, Zeus kind of turns away in victory as as Rip pulls himself up from from behind. And you have like Brel be like, yeah, Brel is there, and Brel is like five feet because does Zeus has had made his way up 
the the stairs and he's standing kind of by the the control room now where Brell is and Brell is just screaming at him through the glass to to turn around as uh you you just get the greatest and it's, it's a fantastic screenshot if you're just looking for some kind of reaction meme but uh Hogan's crazy eyes coming over the uh the edge <laughs> of the 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 wall um absolutely fantastic but he uh he pulls himself up from behind and uh but rip uh grabs zeus he grabs him by the feet and and pulls him backward and then and he punches him some more uh rel now realizing that rip is probably going to win this uh he he just loses his mind and starts trod- trashing the broadcast equipment as as zeus gets pummeled what i'm wondering about this is was the rest of this match televised because it seems to me like Brell spends the next like three minutes just destroying everything that would allow them to like probably actually like, broadcast. That, I think like, that's hundreds of thousands I think of dollars. That's the point, the though, isn't it? Because he doesn't want. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. He's trying to stop the broadcast, which is funny because I would assume there's yeah. like one button that you also just like <laughs> cut the feed. The, the weird thing about this was this was an almost all win scenario for Brell, even if he had just played it straight because this is on his network and like yeah, yeah. this is like the most insane yeah. fight of like there is there is millions and millions of people watching like he is getting rip on his net like he is you, you did it you did it um yeah. but yeah so he he's trashing his equipment uh as zeus is just getting pummeled at this point um he gets dummied uh rip gives him some big punches and uh then rip does his big two-handed bonk again that sends zeus plummeting to to the floor below so this is probably like a probably 10 feet down toward to the mat and the ring collapses under the impact leaving a perfect perfectly circular (laughs) impact crater yeah, I, I noticed it. Yeah. that was so it's not like no. folded in or or destroyed in any specific way. Perfect, it's a circle. perfect circle. And honestly, the way that this movie does with its cartoonishness, I did expect a just a Zeus shaped hole in this mat, right? Honestly, that would have yes. been less surprising <laughs> than the circle. A hundred percent. Completely glossed over that. So yeah, uh Rip then is is standing triumphantly uh upstairs. He turns around uh, to to Brell with his he's got his crazy eyes going and uh, smashes his way into the control room. Uh, Brell screams for him to 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 stay away. Uh, calls him a jockass again, and then he backs up into the sparking control panels and electrocutes himself. You stay away! Stay away, you jockass! <laughs> yes. Um, to death. To death. Yes, <laughs> there's a, yeah, a great yeah. sl- slow mo scene up. here of of Brel with the the sparks flying everywhere, um, and it, it's funny because it, yeah. it does look like he's electrocuted ass first. <laughs> he just goes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like maybe like his vibrator <laughs> oh, no. just like was one of those like freak accidents where his vibrator just like <laughs> short circuited. Uh, Unger Unger un- after he got beat up there fell on the remote that he was carrying oh, around. No. <laughs> Insane. Oh, yeah, man. Brell is into some stuff. We've decided. All right, 
we really have. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Brel dies, and then of course everyone claps. The crowd goes mm-hmm. yeah, wild. Yeah, they just watched a man they, get electrocuted. Yeah. You to would death. feel like there'd be like running screaming because like that's like a yeah. horrible thing to witness. I but guess I they didn't have too much of a reaction to the no. pipe almost going through his face. No. Yeah. So they got what they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Their yeah. yeah. Cause I, I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if Zeus survives. We never see him again. You do see like the blood. Trickle, yeah. So yeah. maybe, I don't know. Um, but I mean, that's how the Joker died in 1989. True. Batman just laying down yeah. with blood like coming out of his fucking mouth. Yeah. Rip makes his way through, through the adoring crowds, uh, picks up Randy mm-hmm. And we get a. <laughs> it's like no one's picked up Randy since. Uh, yeah. He's and we get like a freeze aside. frame ending of uh, Rip giving us yeah. the. Just yeah. And uh, we cue score, yeah. roll credits. We need more movies, I think, that end on freeze frames. They never disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. I do have to ask uh, which death was more electric, Brells or Beefs? I think Beefs. Like beef burst yeah. into flames and burned <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. Just was yeah. a charred husk. Though I will say uh Brell's is a a, a more mm-hmm. satisfying oh, like, yeah. come up and sort of uh has that yeah. sort of going. Well, be- for like it. everyone loved beef, right? And and Brell Brell yeah. you love to hate. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's different. But mm-hmm. yeah. Brell's also death is also poetic as a TV executive that he is electrocuted to death by the control room and uh, for his biggest event. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's no holds barred. And and as as one last kind of fun fact here, um, the no holds barred the movie would inspire the WWF to add Zeus to its roster, giving him a storyline where he was nice. jealous of Hogan and out for his title. Uh, they'd wrestle several times, Hogan emerging victorious in all of their bouts. Uh, the climax of which was a tag team match at the No Holds Barred pay per view in 1989. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to mention this because yeah. it was it was the culmination of their match, and then they sh- you paid for the pay per view to watch the match, mm-hmm. and then the movie played afterwards. <laughs> How cool would that have been? That'd been so cool. If you were a wrestling fan in 1989, yeah. that'd be so cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, wow. Also, uh, Hulk told uh, Vince McMahon if the movie didn't make money, he would personally pay him back for it. And Vince McMahon uh, has since said that the, he never got that <laughs> check. <laughs> oh, no. Did it not make any money? Uh, it did. Well, I looked at it and it said it cost eight and made 16. But I suspect with marketing yeah. that pay-per-view everything else that went into it it was never a truly profitable movie no. uh, just because of all the other superfluous stuff uh, yeah. like a smaller movie at that time probably could have made a budget doing a like double its budget would have made something but i suspect all the other things yeah. didn't mm-hmm. yeah. come out in the wash <laughs> well it's hard to keep the budget down when you need that much oil to oil up your uh your antagonist and protagonist. Yeah, baby oil, cocaine, <laughs> yeah. anabolic steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's us. It's not right. cheap. Uh, final thoughts, everybody. How did we feel? How did this movie make <laughs> you feel? It's not a good movie, but I <laughs> yeah, love that's, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I yeah. feel. Like it's y- there's uh, there's better mm-hmm. action movies 
Mm-hmm. But there's only one no holds barred. Yeah. <laughs> there's, it really, you're going to see shit you aren't going to see in any other action movie. Uh, it's so weird. And just of its own universe, it has its own ideas about what an action movie should be. Uh, and for that and all the other things that the big swings it takes are, are so hilarious. It's it's so worth it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. 90 minutes can't go wrong. <laughs> 89 minutes, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, I I put the, it's, it's quite possibly the least subtle piece of filmmaking ever done. Right. Like it re- it reads like a Hulk Hogan power fantasy where he's always the hero. Wrestling is real. And respected. Uh, his sheer fame controls the fate of television networks. It's it's so utterly ridiculous, this, this character. But because, I, I think because Hogan is playing it straight the whole time and doesn't seem to realize how silly this whole is, but but the people around him do, right? Like, like Kurt Fuller clearly knows exactly what mm. he's making. It's such a all of the the acting performances are so unique because of that, that it's got such charm to it. Right. Like it's it's so fun and stupid because it's so disjointed and weird and wonderful. Um, it's probably the only watchable. It, yeah. Movie I, as well. I, like, I have no love for Suburban Commando or Santa with no. Muscles or Mr. Nanny, all these, like, kid ones that, like, have really... Because, like, there's fun to be had here and things to laugh at because it's not <laughs> a comedy. But those try to be comedies and they're not fucking fun or funny. Yeah. So. I think that's that might have been the secret sauce is that it wasn't trying to be a comedy. I think that might have been what made it funnier. Yeah. Um, there's so many good moments here too. Like the, the fight scene in the parking gr- or, um, where, where Hogan gets abducted and, and he, he leaps out of the car 12 feet in the air, the dookie thing that it's just, there's so many parts of this movie where you will laugh hysterically uh, that even though it's, it's not a good movie, it's definitely worth the 89 minutes you'll put into it. Yeah. And it's, I, as someone who never watched wrestling, like this was just such a crazy <laughs> trip. Like, and, although I've never really watched wrestling, but I have watched, was it Mr. Nanny? Oh, yes. Yeah. I saw and, Mr. Nanny Mr. as well. Nanny's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have been exposed to Hulk Hogan because he is, like, even if someone who doesn't really watch wrestling, they, there is, like, he's like a pulp cul- mm-hmm. pop culture, like, figure. So it's kind of hard not to miss him, but. The funniest thing about Mr. Nanny, just look this up. Uh, they're they're just filming on a road when he's driving. I a know this. The and you can see someone throwing Throw a, dog a dog into, into the, the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like Hulk Hogan's on his like motorcycle, and then <laughs> when he's like going back, you just see this guy pick up this poor dog, throw it in. What? So it's wild. It's yeah, awful. Look it up. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, That's that no holds barred. No Josh, what what cruel fate? <gasps> no, it's oh, okay, Gabby's right, picked, right. No okay, well, this movie. could be anything in the world. It's All like right. <laughs> I decided to, you know, it's 
It better not be things too. Uh, I'll quit. I'll quit this podcast right now. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. This actually okay. has a budget. There's actual actors. It's the it's layer of the white layer? worm. Oh, okay. So it has. Yeah, it has. It was made in 1988. It has a young um, Hugh Graham. Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant. Sorry, pardon me. Um, and Peter Capaldi. Which oh, is, I love he Peter was Capaldi. The, uh, very, yeah, the very Scottish um, Doctor Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Anyways, it's it's based off it's loosely, very loosely based off of uh, Bram Stoker's 1911 um, novel, which I'm pretty sure is in name only because is, I've listened to I haven't read the book, but I listened to the yeah. 372 pages episodes about Lair of the White Worm. Yeah. And they mostly are about guys finding dynamite to kill a giant. Worm. <laughs> it and is. I don't think that happens in this movie. no. Um, but it's definitely like, it's, it's, it's just like a bunch of like, uh, a British captain and his archaeologist friend. They're trying to stop this extremely sexy snake woman, like vampire from just, um, unleashing hell upon the English countryside. And she serves. So I say this and I love it when I, I, like these characters serve so much cunt. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love her. It's yeah. it's amazing. And yeah, it's actually I haven't watched it myself personally, but I do know it is watchable. I promise to you, it's watchable. <laughs> you can watch it on TV. Okay. I'm looking for I've never seen it. It's kind of been on my radar for, for mm-hmm. years. I think I when you originally told me you were gonna pick this one, I said I I, I was always on the lookout for like I loved Jaws, so I was like, I need more movies where animals fuck people up. <laughs> and yeah. I would and for whatever reason this movie would end up in lists, but then I'd look at trailers and it's like if this seems to be Hugh Grant at a masquerade and a vampire baby, like yeah. so I've never seen it, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. So um it's directed by Ken Russell, which he is like a big he's fun. Yeah, he's a big British film director, and he did um, The Devils, which is based upon The Devils of Loudon, which is like this um, historical event that happened in um, medieval France. And basically, like this very, this priest fucked. He just like <laughs> fucked a lot. And he made a lot of enemies, and basically he just, he got fucked over in the end. And it's just, it has... Anyways, the devils I find is probably like more of like a refined compared to um, Layer of the White Worm. I think Layer of the White Worm is just like a, a good British romp. So. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I saw the yeah. uh, I, I saw the 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 cover art, and I'm already. 100% in it looks wild so all right well that's gonna do it for this episode uh we hope you've enjoyed this one it was way too much fun I think to to watch and do so this is gonna be a longer episode but uh sometimes that's how it goes when the movies are just of this quality so yeah <laughs> until next time uh we hope that you have a great week and uh thanks for listening to us here at the video cult yes thank you all we will see you next time cultists see you later sweat jock ass see you later jock asses you jock ass thanks for listening if you haven't already join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice 
Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that masked stranger hiding in your closet. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at The Video Cult or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult 666.